Hey there, everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to episode 16 of Good Hang. So there is a little bit of uh, urgency. There's a bit of rush because guess what's happening in about now? We're doing a mountain of cocaine. Uh, yeah. No, it, <laughs> no, uh, um, it is uh, Man United Saturday night, 1230. Yes. It was Sunday to be to be exact. Yeah. Yeah. And Manchester versus Liverpool is going on right now. So we yeah. want to go and watch that. So yes. what do we do in this episode? I, I don't really care for soccer, but John wants to watch it. So I'm curious. Okay. Anyway, uh, quick intro, quick intro. So this episode, uh, we talked a lot about... There's not, a lot of... So there's a lot of... So <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's so much pressure. Okay. So this, this episode was very introspective, I feel. Yeah. Only because we opened up with um, our experiences at Comic-Con and how we felt about that whole experience. Yep. And then we slowly got into um, the fan segment yep. where we got some very interesting things from you guys. Yeah, but first we talked about how Nathan sucks at bowling. We'll brush past that. <laughs> I suck at most games. Okay, let's um, just get that straight. One okay. of our fans asked us to take a personality test, the Mayor's Brig personality test. We got yeah. a lot of interesting stuff from there. Yes, and we also so um, got some uh, a cry for advice. So we gave some advice to a uh, listener. Again, not sure if we're qualified, but yeah, actually, no, I we think tried, we tried. Actually, when it comes to this kind of stuff, we talk about. I think everyone in their own right is a little bit qualified. It's yeah. life, baby. It's life. Exactly. So we hope we helped um, the listener out. We hope we helped some of you out that might be sharing the same problem. Check that out. Um, then, of course, we play a game. Let's just brush past that real quick, <laughs> um, and then we get into the news. In the news, uh, we had a uh, we had a what do you call those people? Marriage license givers? Uh, she's a county clerk. Her name's Kim Davis, a county clerk. The yes. one who's like in charge of giving marriage uh, certificates to people. She refused to give it to two guys who wanted to get married. Yeah. Guess what? That's illegal now. Yeah. And we also covered a uh, tennis player being wrongfully tackled. Yeah. Guess what? You can't do that, police. <laughs> and finally, we cover, we brush a little bit on the new Apple releases. Guess what, Apple? Take my money. <laughs> and finally, we go into favorite thing. Favorite thing this week? Favorite superheroes. Yeah. Okay, so hope you guys have a great hang. Go Man United. You guys know who won or lost or don't care, but uh, I don't need yet, so we got to go. They're in the future. They know. I I love you guys. They're yelling the scores at us, so let's go. Let's go. I'll I'll drive. Like us on Facebook. Go to our website. Email us. Thanks for doing all the things. Bye, guys. I love you. Here comes a good episode. Is it would have been more comfortable? Yeah, these jeans are tight. That, I mean, that's why I took off my jeans. They're good, I'm like they're, they're good as functional things. But like, if I'm gonna be sitting down for an hour and a half. You don't know. Put them on. Yeah, yes, fair enough. They're so tight. Tight like a tiger. Tight like a tiger. Okay, yeah, you pull them up. Yeah, that'll make it more comfortable. I can live with that. <laughs> uh, it's just like perpetual discomfort today. Why is that? Fucking the haze is everywhere. Oh yeah, <laughs> just breathing in discomfort. Breathing in, just oh my god! I'm so, like I, I on behalf of my um, your country of my country. You fucking asshole! <laughs> fucking asshole country. Well, I mean, I'm no longer a citizen of it, but you know, on behalf of my um, good previous country of citizenship. Sorry, Singapore for the haze for the smoke. Like, is it? Is it? Are they using uh, the what are the slash and burning method because it's cheaper? Yes. Like, because okay, they, what's they, the alternative? You get like big machinery. Yes, you get machinery to come in and like you can process your wood. You know, chip it, turn it into paper, <laughs> a useful thing. When was the last time you processed your wood? That's a stretch. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, to save to cut costs and everything, they just burn it. They burn it to the sucks, man. Because we're like literally breathing in wood. Yeah, 
It's just, it's just wood particles in the air. 2.5 micrometers or whatever the fuck that PM thing is. It sucks, man. It's very uncomfortable to my lungs and my throat and my ears and my head. Everything. I'm so uncomfortable all the time. Breathing in wood would be a good porn title. <laughs> Breathing in wood. <laughs> Inhaling it. Starring Brandy Oakfucker. No. Nope. It's, that's way too on the nose. It's, way it's gotta be. It's that's gotta like be, your one job that she did. Yeah. It's got to be more subtle. <laughs> like, Brandy sucks with like three X's, you know? Hey, what would your porn star name be? What is it? It's it's uh. What it's is the it? street, street that you lived on in your first pet. That's first. Name no, sorry, sorry, sorry. First pet, first pet, and the str- and the street that you li- and the first street you lived on. Okay, is there a contingency for if you don't have a pet? Because I feel like that's pettist. Because I never oh, had a pet. That's true. Okay, if I were to have a pet, yeah, it, I'd probably call him what Rex. Rex. Okay. Rex. So I'd be Rex Hampshire. Rex Hampshire. That's a good Pretty one. Good, right? Mine's kind of boring. Mine. <laughs> Mine would be, um, Nikki Ridgewood. That's pretty good for a chick. Yeah. That's pretty good. I like it'll be, it. It'll be confusing just for me. You know, like, <laughs> like introducing Nikki Ridgewood, and then you see my face. You'd be sorely disappointed. Wouldn't be on, looking at your face, though, buddy. <laughs> you'd be sorely disappointed on so many levels. <laughs> I, I, I do terrible at porn. Uh, I think you do okay. I think there's, yeah. like a, there's a market out there for young, strapping, brownish men. <laughs> I don't know, man. The the pressure of I think like the pressure of being in a porn is just like too much. Like, you, you got, it's 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 like it's like a different level of performance art. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You also got to shut shut out like a part of your mind. But also, you know, you ever watch like behind the scenes uh, of porn? It just looks like they're not super super having fun. It's like so routine for them. See, I never want sex to be not special. Doesn't that sadden you a little bit? A little though? bit. A yeah. little bit. I mean, they have a lot of sex, but it's like it's like that thing. It's like if you have it every day, is it ever special? Well, it's a job. I, I mean, mean, when it comes yeah. down to it for them, it's it's a job. Like they're doing sure. it for a paycheck. Um, it's a quick way to make money when you're at a certain age and a certain part of your life where you yeah. look really nice. But I mean, like in every in every porn star interview you hear, they'll be like, yeah, I still enjoy having sex. It's still special. But I'm like, really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. Hey, speaking of Hayes, um, I had a friend once who was into wrestling. Yeah, he like he was an actual wrestler. Uh-huh. I think he's still doing it now. Actually, Wait, like like actual Olympic wrestling. Yeah, no, like no, like uh, WWE oh, star wrestling real? here in Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Malaysia. I told him his name should be Malaysian Hayes. Uh. Even though this is this is this particular variety is Indonesian Hayes, right? Wait, actually, wait, is it from Malaysia or Indonesia? Indonesia. Wait, I'm more interested in where he does all this like professional wrestling. I don't know, but apparently there's Singapore. a thing. Apparently there's people who get together and and go into the squared circle and they and get like personas and everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so cool. What what would your uh, Singaporean wrestling name be? I would just go by my name, just because like. It's it's no secret. Maybe, that, maybe Nathan Hard Tono. <laughs> it's it's no secret that um I I I am like craving a fight, um, <laughs> not not out of malice or anything. I'm not craving a fight because oh I'm angry at the world and I want to beat someone up. It's like I just want to be in one. You know, like it, yeah. it's it's exhilarating. It's good exercise and it's it it fires every like you're firing on all cylinders mentally and physically when you're in a fight and I love that about it. Um. So I would just go as myself. Like one of my my goals, mm-hmm. like near future goals, is to be on a fight card. Like just just be on a fight card at like some kind of martial arts or fighting event. Right. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we're if I mean, if you commit to it, we are doing that the Muay Thai thing. Maybe you can take that to a whole new level. Ooh, yeah, yeah. John and I are going to be taking Muay Thai lessons soon. Yeah, it's going to be for fitness, but for fun. Like I think fun. I mean, fitness is most fun when it's like violent. <laughs> you know. I don't have you have you ever been in like a proper like 
maybe not like a proper fight, sparring, but like you know sparring or yeah, like a sparring. wrestling. Because yeah. I, I did taekwondo when I was younger, so we did we had some sparring. I was pretty good. Yeah, I, yeah. I was surprised. I was I was like a almost. I I don't think it's too out of school to say that I was like a taekwondo prodigy when I was a kid. Ooh. Like my first tournament I entered, I won. Uh, three golds out of three, like I in all the categories, like combos. Well, look form, at you fighting. I was like, yeah, I swept it. It was crazy. It was the first time I ever felt proud of myself. I didn't know you could feel proud of yourself until that moment. <laughs> and it was all downhill after that. Oh come on. Yeah, I was only a yellow belt, but still, I was, I was good. I was good. I would have been belt. black belt if I just like just committed a little bit longer, and yeah. if my parents didn't change my school <laughs> or uproot yeah. your life, pretty much. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty down to like one day try. Um, you know, just being on a fight card, like being in an actual fight. Would you rather be in a fight card or a fight club? Ooh. Mm. I don't know. Like, there's something about, like, an arranged fight that seems a little bit more um, interesting. Only because you can prepare for it. You can, like, look into your opponent and, like, Train kind of, like, it. break it down. Whereas fight club is kind of like, yo, who wants to go? And then you don't talk about it. Yeah, you want to be able yeah. to talk about it on Exactly. The you can't yeah. talk about it. That's that's the, that's the crap. Like, for all you know, I have been in several fight clubs. I just yeah, can't totally. talk about it. Yeah, there's every possibility in the world that Nathan and I have like a hundred fight club fights between us. <laughs> I don't know, man, but like just being in a fight, like it really gets your blood flowing. And like every time I've gone in like a, like a spar, like a play fight kind of thing, like it gets real at some point, you know, cause you, you want to win, right? Well, I'm so competitive that your, yeah, your whole body real. just, your whole body will shake at the end of it. Like it'll just be shaking of adrenaline from like exerting yourself. It's amazing exercise. I love it. I feel like time would slow down for me, like Neo in the matrix. And I'd yeah. just be like, Bam! And I'd see the I'd like see the punches come in, duck it, weave it, block it, and then pow! Fist palm to the nose, nose goes into the brain. My best friend dies. Life is terrible now. And then the plot of Southpaw comes about. Um, I loved watching wrestling as a kid, like WWE, oh, yeah. WWF, like WCW, NWO, uh, TNA, all those things. I oh my god, I was such a fanboy. I yep. was such a fanboy. I think I, I was watching wrestling in like the golden age. Like yes. I, I stopped watching because it started getting boring. Like it became yeah, yeah, about yeah. interviews and like all the matches would end because of some bullshit instead of just like <laughs> who was fake better than the other man. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, I I think I was around that sweet spot as well when there were people out there like Sting, Undertaker, mm-hmm. Mankind, yeah. The Rock. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like Steve Austin. Like I started watching like when Bret Hart was like at his peak. That's kind of like Hulk Hogan had just kind of had just left WWE for WCW. That's when I started watching wrestling a lot. Yeah, and I was yeah, like yeah. nine. I love this. Song. And like um, I think another reason why it was so exciting is because at the time – I mean, everyone knows wrestling is fake, right? Like, but at the time, it was still a bit of like a question. Yeah. At the time, because like there was no internet, there was no like you know exactly people trying to debunk everything in the comments. It was still a bit of a mystery. You know? Yeah, so I used to like, be a, a wrestling truth uh, defender. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. real. It was like an argument between your friends or your whatever. It'd be like, no, it's real. Look at them; they're falling off like all these things and hitting each other with chairs and ladders and blah blah blah. And like it was an argument. You, you know, now nowadays everyone it's like a known fact. You know, every wrestling video that you watch on YouTube is like, oh, that's so fake. Uh, he's just faking it. It looks so stupid. If you want to watch real fighting, go to the back alleys or whatever. I mean, shut up. Yeah. I mean, it's entertainment. But they it's, call it sports okay. Entertainment. The way I see wrestling is the way I view like magic. I, yeah. They're both fake, but like the amazing thing about it is how good they are at it. Mm, you know, like, like, yeah, fooling yeah, yeah. us, quote unquote, fooling us. And it's so much more fun to just have that suspension of disbelief. You know, just to be taken away and be enchanted. No, by actually, it. on on the contrary, I'm the other way. I'm like, man, I was like, wow, look at the technique and how they did that fall, or like, look yeah, how yeah. they, 
Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I'm just like, ooh. No, I like being suspended in that disbelief. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like to be... Oh, you don't like suspending your disbelief. You like yes. being suspended in yes, disbelief. I like being suspended in the disbelief. <laughs> I don't know if I use that term correctly. Pro- clearly not. But yeah, it's good. It's, good. <laughs> but it's like, fine. I, I loved it so much. And like something about it was forbidden because it seemed so like naughty, you know, to stay up late and watch um, people fight. Yeah. Like my parents did not like that I watched that stuff. So I would always sneak up to like the attic where we kept the old TV that no one watched anymore. And I would turn the volume all the way down and watch like those wrestling, the like back when it was SmackDown and Raw and things like that. But your parents thought you were watching porn. Probably. I don't know. I was, I was so into it. I would just be watching it and like, I get caught up in the storylines cause like, yeah, yeah. Like everyone in school is watching it as well. So it was, it was it's something fun to talk about. And like, we would always have like those gym mats in the back of the school hall. Mm-hmm. And we would like, uh, at times when there were no teachers around, we would like lay them out and just go full Play on. Play wrestling. Like, yeah, man. I, I can still do a pretty good suplex. I feel. I, I could, I did a mean people's elbow. Oh, nice. you got you to sell that's, it, man. That's tough. That's you got to, you got to sell that move. Point of the elbow and the, and the tricep is like very, well, it's more about the setup. Selling the setup. Yeah. Forget <laughs> the smell with the Nathan is cooking. Oh my gosh, I miss wrestling so much. Man. And when, when D Generation X was at its best, that's when wrestling was at its best. Mm. When they were like Shawn Michaels and all those guys. That was great. I recently watched um a wrestling pay per view actually. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah. Like the my the first time I watched one in like I think three, four years. Yeah. Because the main event was Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. Ooh. Yeah, which I found kind of interesting. You know what I find interesting is that all these we'll get to back we'll get back to you, but all yeah. these wrestlers who like who are still who are still wrestling or were wrestlers that I used to watch that yeah, yeah. fucking Undertaker must be like seventy seven years old. <laughs> well, I mean, he's ready for an Undertaker. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, now he's gotten to the age. point where um, uh, every time he fights, it's like an event because he doesn't he's not on a regular roster anymore. Right. He just he just comes back for like maybe one or two fights a year. He sells. Yeah, he does sell because he's a, he's a legend, you know. But this fight was um, really hyped up because at the previous WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar broke his streak. Yeah. <gasps> no. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but like, I think last year's WrestleMania or this year's WrestleMania. Wait, I can't remember. This year's WrestleMania, Undertaker, uh, Brock Lesnar broke Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So like this, like some, the last SummerSlam was like the rematch, you know? Hmm. Oh, wait, no, it was, it was last year's um, WrestleMania. There we go. Brock Lesnar just goes to show that you can go from WWE to the UFC and <laughs> back to WWE and back, and back again. <laughs> and back again. And Ken Shamrock did the other way. Yeah. yeah. I really hope you guys are like vaguely interested in this. Yeah, these are just stupid. <laughs> this is just stupid. I don't even know if anyone watches WWE anymore. If you do, you can stop. Yeah, it's oh, okay. Well, Let it go. No, no. See, it's 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 not that it's gone bad. It's just that we like. I think it, it's it's an age thing. You know. Yeah. You're enamored of it in a, in a certain age, and you fall in love with like the fighters of your time. So, like for us, we'll never understand it because we don't know who the new people are. We don't know who Sheamus or CM Punk yep. or. Uh, those are really the only two I can name. The guy from Trainwreck. The guy from Trainwreck. Um, we don't know who any of these people are because they're not. They weren't part of our generation, so we can't really get into it. You know, yep. um, we're not going to get into wrestling. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like we've talked about it like ten minutes too long, and yeah, yeah. we're only ten minutes. No, but episode. like, but like the people that watch it now, they're into it, and they won't understand. Like, oh, uh, who's mankind? Who is? Uh, who's who's Scotty Too Hardy? Things like that. You know, they don't get it. Who's, who's Owen Hart? Who's who's X Pac? You know, things like that. But you know, oh, I saw him live. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was great. Anyway, hi, guys. <laughs> You're listening to Wrestling Talk with John and Nathan. Yeah, this just wrong. Do you smell what this podcast is uh, providing? Have a Nickelback. 
Remember back when like Nickelback was every theme song for like WWE? <gasps> really? I did not know that. I think oh, I was out of it by that point. But that, I would I would have brought me back in. I was like Nickelback. Oh my god! <laughs> it was like Nickelback, amazing. Creed, Three Doors Down. Like they were like the soundtrack to WWE. It was amazing. <laughs> That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yo yo yo! What's up? What's Hi up, everybody? everybody! Welcome to episode sixteen of Good Hang. All right. If this episode were the number of candles. You'd have a perfect teen movie. Go check that one out. Yeah, John Hughes. <laughs> 16, wow. Molly Ringwald, beautiful girl. She was very pretty. Yeah. Like, had no career after the 80s, but very pretty girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, she probably made enough that she could just chill for the rest of her life, right? She, she still looks more or less the same, though, if you look yeah. her up. Yeah, because what did she do? She did not another teen movie or scary. She did one of those spoof movies. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. No clue. But... Yeah. Hey guys, uh, what's up? Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in, telling a friend, sharing, being all that good things. Um, yeah. How are you? How are you this yeah, week? How are you? Actually, respond. We'll, we'll pretend we're listening. We'll, we'll do it Dora the Explorer style. Yeah. Go. Go. Hey guys, how are you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Mm. Really? <laughs> Well, you know, to be fair, I thought those two would get together a long time ago. Truth be told, that she's a bit of a slut. Uh, I don't know. I Teensy hear the same thing about him. Teensy uh, bit of a man slut. Yeah, I mean, they work out together. I yeah, I guess, I guess they cancel each other out, right? They yeah. explode in the universe in their sluttiness. It comes together and it's just it's fine. It's I always thought that the shorts that she wore were pretty prov- provocative. Then I saw the shorts that he wore. And it was like, whoa. His ass is literally hanging off of them jeans. I don't I know. know how you hang out to them, girl, but, you know, you do you. But yeah, no, if that makes you happy. All right, cool. Mm, yeah. yeah, cool. All right, enough enough about you. Back to us. Enough about you. Stop hogging our space. Come on. Yeah, you know what? Enough about you. In fact, we're, we're not putting the fan segment first. We're putting it later. <laughs> Nathan, what you been up to? When you see your bud and want to know what's new, you just gotta ask, hey, what buddy. you been up to? So, John, uh, we, we we spent some so, uh, a good amount of time with each other this week. We did, yeah. We did a whole bunch of things. Yes. Um, we asked, well, I mean, when are we releasing this Wednesday? So, well, a couple of days ago we went bowling, yeah. right? So we went bowling and yesterday for us. A yesterday, couple of days ago for yeah. you, the magic of time progression. <laughs> we went bowling and ah, oh, dude, I I I don't like to do sports. <laughs> I know bowling isn't really a sport sport, but it's still a sport, kind of. You know, you can watch it on ESPN, I think. But, like... ESPN 17 or something. Yeah, but... Like, I'm I'm not good at things, man. No. (laughs) No. If you look in the show notes, I put a little um, score. It's, like, four people's scores at the end of the bowling. Um, Try to guess which one's Nathan's. Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes. I'm going to make a note to myself. I'm, I'm I'm not good at things. I don't know how to explain this, but, like... He's bad at things. I'm bad at a lot of things. Like, I have, like, music. And that's about it. That's really about and it. Looking handsome. Like a fucking handsome devil, you. Like, I, I think of, of, like, you know, just activities in general. Like, of leisure. You know, maybe things like... The things that I do for leisure with friends. Like, soccer. Mm-hmm. Video games. Mm-hmm. Bowling. Mm-hmm. Pool, maybe. Mm-hmm. You suck at all of them. I suck at all of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm shit at all of those things. Which, you know... You can't really win them okay. all, What's I guess. Of, like, I think it's really boring. And can you imagine if you go with a group of friends and one of your friends is like a professional bowler? How boring would it be to go bowling with that group? Yeah. See, that's why like when my friends want to go karaoke, like I'm kind of like, I, I would like to go, but I know if I go, like I'm technically, it's an unspoken rule, but I'm not allowed to sing. Just sing girl songs or something. You know, like I'm not allowed to sing by myself. Because mm. if I sing by myself at karaoke, I'm the dick, you know? <laughs> so like I just kind of need to hide in the background and just shout along the lyrics. 
Yeah. Oh, you should just do all rap songs. Is what you should do. You should just oh yeah, yeah. Or, or rap, or rap. Yeah. See, I'm. I, it's, it's like I'm in a perpetual like I can't be bad at things and I can't be good at things. I hate. Really? I, I hate life. Yeah, it's so hard to be you. I just I never thought about that way. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Sucks. But, yeah. <laughs> Wait, sucks because you suck at some things and you're good at some things and you can't do the things you're good at and you want to do the things you suck at. Exactly. Huh. Oh my god, that's like that's the dilemma of life. I want to be good at the things I suck at. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I got into a fight, like, athletically, I'd suck at that, too. Um, Strategically, you'd yeah. probably suck at that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but bowling was really fun. I haven't gone bowling in years. Yeah. And, <laughs> I like it. It's, it's a good, clean fun, because the friends that we wanted, like, don't, actually, all of us don't really drink. I don't really drink anymore, because it's just a waste of money, and I don't get drunk anymore. So I stopped drinking. So it was nice, clean fun. We had chicken nuggets. We went bowling. I Nathan love it. was terrible. <laughs> I almost got a turkey twice, and then... yeah. The universe hates me. I like to bowl, but the thing is, like, I get... So, like, my bowling trajectory is I'll... The moment we uh, start the game, right? My first few frames are terrible. Mm -hmm. Then once I start correcting the little things in my game, Mm -hmm. I get into a stride. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end of playing, it just slowly, like, gets worse and worse. Like, if you can chart out in a graph, like, how my bowling skills are, you just get a nice, perfect, like, a little hill. Like, a nice little mountain. You know? Yeah, like a bell curve. Exactly. Yeah, it's just that the peak doesn't last very long. But you sure look good when you do bowl. You have this weird little technique where you kind of like you stick your butt out and you kind of like you kind of like dance up there and then you throw the and then you throw like weird like hook. Yeah. And it goes in the gutter. Yep. Yeah. Straight in the but gutter. How, how satisfying is it? Like not even the like a strike is one of the most satisfying things you'll ever get in your life. You, mm, you agree? Yeah. It's like I wish I knew visually. I wish I knew. You had one strike the other night. I wish I knew. Uh, oh no, Nathan didn't have a you didn't have a single strike that like last night, did you? Well, I had like like ten spares. Yeah, you had like and five of your like five of your spares were like gutter ball spares. Yeah, so would have been strikes if you had not fucked up the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. I don't know. For me, bowling is kind of like trial and error almost. Like sure. when I get a form that kind of stick with it, I get it, and then like I, the slightest thing changes in the next shot, they just. Everything yeah, actually, bowling is actually a really cool metaphor for life or performance because it's like if you get too in your head, you fuck it up. If you don't think about it enough, you fuck it up. You got to be in the right little zen mm. moment where it's like everything's happening, everything's happening, and you're throwing the ball and stuff. I must say though, that walk from like the line where you bowl back to the bench, some of the most awkward few seconds you would ever have in your life. Yeah, especially when you do like well. I feel like when you do bad, there's like a walk of shame and like part of me takes pride in that because, you know, I tried. Yep. <laughs> but when I do well, there's like a lot of, okay, because when I do well, it's not because I, I set out to do well and I set out to hit those pins and they got hit. Most times when I do well, it's by luck and I need to try to act like I'm not surprised. <laughs> so like I got to, the, the walk back is so awkward. I just go like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm, I'm, I'm happy mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. it. Trying to, trying to be low key confident right now. But you know, not inside you're to... jumping for joy. Yes, yes. But but joy out of like you know how the hell did that happen? As opposed to joy out of like yeah, I, yeah. I set out to do that and I hit it. I will say that the bowling alley is probably this in in this day and age, uh, post Michael Jackson era. I feel like the bowling alley is the site of the most moonwalks. Mm. Right? Yeah. Because you got the shoes working for you. The floor. You got the cockiness of getting a strike that makes you want to moonwalk anyway. It's gotta <laughs> be. It's gotta be the site of the most moonwalks. I want. I remember like ages ago, back when I was a kid, there was a amazing bowling alley on the top floor of Cathay Sin Leisure oh, in Orchard Road. Yeah. So before you landed on our shores, yes. John. Um, but it closed out, I think, when I was secondary too. So that was like 2004. Yeah. It was such a good bowling alley. Beautiful bowling alley. 
It was in Sin Leisure, so it was the heart of town. Um, they served great food. They had drinks, alcoholic and non-alcoholic. Did they have disco bowling? They had disco bowling. Yeah. They had night bowling where the lights turn off and then it's like night lights and like colorful Black pins. Light. And everything is beautiful. And like they don't have that anymore. Yeah. A lot of bowling alleys in Singapore now are just in like community centers or um, uh, safra clubs, yeah. things like that. I want like – I miss bowling alleys where there was like an element of, you know, a hangout to it. I wonder if that kind of thing will will thrive because there's those bowling alleys in like in LA where it's like, yeah like Lucky Strike things yeah like that, that Lucky right? Strike yeah, yeah. yeah it's got like a nice bar got a good vibe to it yeah I don't know I don't, I feel like bowling is such, is such from a bygone area isn't it I mean it's like I don't think so like um, whenever I'm talking or discussing with friends like you know what should we do you know things that aren't you know clubbing or drinking Ugh. you know clubbing. the few things that will always come up would be bowling yeah LAN yeah. An escape room. I love escape room. Yeah, but like, if, if we have, if we want to think of like exciting, interesting things to do, like around nighttime, those few things will always come up, and bowling always comes up. It's just that like when we you think of bowling, it's no, it's 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 more like oh, it's so far away. No one has socks. It's so far away, and like or or like oh, My it's probably in the shop. way too crowded. Things like that. Yeah, like. That's I wish fun. I wish there was like a bowling alley again in like the heart of town with like a proper hangout and maybe like a nice bar to it, a nice little vibe. Maybe aim towards you know eighteen and above or around that age group um, in the nighttime, and then in the daytime it's more of like a family hangout thing. Yeah, just be like a nice bowling alley because you know the bowling alleys here they're okay, but they're very bare bones. Like they just function. You need like a nice place, you know, where you can watch TV or like you know hang out with friends. Get I'm trying a good to think drink. of a cool name for a bowling alley. Nothing's coming to mind. <laughs> Um, I, I guess cool and bowling don't really go hand in hand. Hey man, if if you can if you can play if you can play a solid like past two hundred game, I, you're you're pretty cool. In past two hundred, what the fuck are you? Some kind of bowling magician? You'd be pretty cool in my books, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or a little uncool. It's like, man, how much time do you spend bowling? <laughs> oh, let's um, also let's not gloss over the fact that you we got our ass spanked by a girl. I well, I mean, it's bowling. You know, it's not like we've. We 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 got into jujitsu matches with her, you know. Yeah, but you that happened to you too with Sandra. That is true. Yeah, well, Tiff, my roommate, my one of my best friends' girlfriend, she whooped our asses. She's like this dancer girl. Yeah, she's from Australia, and she she bowled like 180. Did she get 180? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I making that up? She missed four pins. In yeah, in one in our second game, she got um, the second the score, frame. She, she missed, missed one pins. pin, and then the very last frame she missed three pins and the rest of them were makes of strikes and spares it was fucking weird well it's a game that emphasizes on form and precision and those are things that you know neither gender are more you know um superior at but if say you you can't pit like a guy and girl against each other in like a in a in a equal weight class boxing match you know yeah but when it comes to things like bowling or or, or, or pool or um academics academics yeah maybe volleyball Maybe volleyball or um, what else? What else can what else can men and women obviously not participate in? Uh, I think I men and women can play soccer together. Spelling bees. Uh, <laughs> I, I think men and women can play soccer together as long as there's no like, um, as long as there is no like brute force against brute force, like yeah. things like rugby, mm. things like wrestling, or or, or, like... or. But that said, also if if there's a lot of like mental stuff going on, men clearly superior. Like for example. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just oh, kidding. Wow. I love you, women. You're great. I, I just I, seventy I just, cents on the dollar. That's just not fair. I just heard people throw their phones, yep. or like just open up the Twitter app and went like at Good Hang Podcast. I am unsubscribing. I hate you so much, Don. Well, you guess are what? A- you just threw your phone. Who's stupid now, woman? <laughs> you are. But you can't hear me because your phone's broke. I don't know how this is working. I'm so sorry.
I'm just kidding. I'm just being ironic for irony's sake. For humor. It's a joke. It's a joke. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So bowling wasn't the only thing we did together oh, no. this week. We just got back from, what's the, the SGCCTC, was it? SGTCC. The Singapore, Singapore Games. Games. No. No, STGCC. The Singapore Toys, Games, and Comic Convention. Yeah. Or something It was like cool. That. It was my first Comic Con. Yeah? It was pretty interesting. Like ever? Ever. Oh, okay, cool. I bought some stuff. I bought a print by artist Jim Chung good guy one of my favorite artists he did a young avengers he signed it and then he i it, it was all pre-signed but then i was like mr chung can you please personalize this for me my name is john and he wrote for john exclamation point i liked it and i commissioned this this artist from from uh hong kong to do me a daredevil i'm looking forward to seeing that i should be getting it tomorrow exciting but yeah what was the weirdest shit we saw today nathan um i don't know I, i've been to these um singapore toys games stgccs a bunch of times i think this is my yeah i think this is my third one um, really yeah but this is the first time that i went to one in mbs because usually they hold it at suntech city well it's the same one it's the same annual convention yeah, yeah, yeah okay. same annual convention but they usually hold it at suntech city um but this year was probably one of the more active ones there's a lot of people in terms of like participation because like most times when i go right you still see a lot of people but this year is probably the one of the most cosplayers i've seen like i think there's really been an influx of just that culture coming up of like you know the fan culture the tribute culture and just being more hands-on and diy with things like cosplaying yeah and i think like singaporeans in general just getting more adventurous let me ask this thing when you cosplay are you actually meant to be playing like a real character from a real like story I don't think so because we did see like because I'm like y'all just making shit up. We saw like Spider Man in an Iron Man. Yeah, but at least suit. that's based in something, right? But like the Japanese stuff we saw, I'm like y'all just fucking putting kimonos and shit on. No, I, I think I think they're basing it off. Y'all just characters. changing the color of your hair, <laughs> putting a sword somewhere, wearing a kimono, and just rocking out and be like, I'm cosplaying. Maybe right? I don't know. Maybe well, I don't know. Uh, well, this is coming. I I can't just I can't like defend that only because I wore no, no. A sh- I wore a sheriff's hat and put, put powder on my face and called that cosplay. Yeah. Um. So again, based on something though. Uh, but they, but it was cool. Like I was. I, I, I don't I don't know enough about anime to like you know discern you know oh that's not an anime thing and that's a a thing from Shingechi Nonkuchi or some I I can't name made that up. I can't you name anime. <laughs> there was some cool stuff I saw like the Rick Remender Venom was really cool. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Venom, but as a Commando, that was awesome. I saw um, someone dressed up as Walter White. Very that subtle. Was pretty cool. Very subtle, but extremely detailed. He got the shirt, the yeah. pants, late, the belt, late season the one hat, version, right? The glasses, the nose, the he, the the, uh, the bandaid on the nose because the nose yeah, was broken. Yeah, yeah, he had cool. really good. Even the shoes, dude, down to the shoes, to the pants, to the belt, <laughs> everything. A very detailed Never. cosplay. My favorite uh, one I saw, and I, th- I have a picture of it. I should be able to put it online. Is uh, was it this father walking around with his little like f- maybe like four year old boy? <laughs> the father was dressed as Luigi, and the kid was dressed as Mario. I'm like, oh. Like baby Mario without 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 a mushroom. That's Mario without a mushroom. He's adorable. <laughs> but dude, I love going to these kinds of comic cons or like, uh, game conventions just it's because, fun. like, okay, I think a lot of people that are into things like anime, video games, like toy collecting, comic collecting, um, I don't want to like overly stereotype here, but I think the type virgins? of people it tends to no, attract are no, not virgins. I think the type of people they tend to attract are a bit more introverted in nature. People that find more energy in being by themselves and mm. appreciating things, you know, like reading sure. or playing a game or role playing or watching an anime or a cartoon or whatever. And I find a real deep uh, relationship with people like that just because that's how I grew up, you know. Right, um, yeah. I think that's how like, both of us grew up. Like we, we as, as opposed to getting energy from people around us, um, uh, we, we kind of suck in a bit more energy just from like 
being by our, by ourselves and like yeah. inhaling um, in, well, interesting content. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but according to the test I took, I am extroverted, <laughs> well, which is we'll, weird because sometimes I feel extroverted, sometimes I feel. Extroverted. We'll, we'll get into. But that I get testing. what you're saying. We'll get into that. Test I get later. what you're saying, but I like. The, yeah, I like that it's a place where people can come together and just do crazy shit, like dance to, dance to that weird Japanese song that had matching chanting. What, what the hell? What was that? They were dancing to Jap. Okay, so um, John and I were walking around uh, the hall. Suddenly, towards the end of the, the evening, <laughs> suddenly we hear people shouting like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm like, what is happening? Is there like a riot? There's screaming, and we have no idea what's going on. We ran towards the noise, and we see like a, a group of like maybe ten guys, um, just like dancing to Japanese techno music, and it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I really like it. It it really just brought the biggest smile to my face because first of all, it was ridiculous. They look really stupid, but in the best possible way. Because okay, here you have a bunch of people that are probably not the most popular kids in school and probably not the most extroverted kids in school. I.e. virgins. <laughs> no. Like virgin no. No, no, no. They, 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 they're clearly... Okay, like, I, I'm, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself here in terms of judgment, but they didn't look like the most extroverted people you'd ever meet. Mm. But here they are in a public place with like-minded friends or, you know, people that they might have just met, screaming at the top of their lungs, dancing to some obscure Japanese techno because they all happen to know the same song yeah. and they all happen to know this thing. And in the middle of this hall, just jumping and losing just all... Just going in- crazy! Yeah, they're losing all this inhibitions. This one guy had glow sticks. Oh, he dude. was sweating profusely. Nathan went up and smelled them. They, they smelled questionable. Yeah, very but, questionable. But I just loved that, you know... You can be in places like this where you find like-minded individuals Mm. and lose all inhibitions and Mm -hmm. just enjoy what you enjoy with other people. Because I think a lot of what, like the whole introverted thing when you grow up, you know, liking all these comic books and games and toys. um, I grew up thinking that, oh, I think I'm alone in a lot of these things. I I think I'm alone in, you know, because these things tend to be very specific. Like, oh, I like this comic. I like this cartoon. I like this certain thing. And I don't think anyone else likes it, so I'm just not going to bring it up with my friends. But when they go to conventions like this, they meet like-minded people. They make friends. They see the people that, you know, they can really connect with on a certain level. Yeah, and I was going to say, when you make friends with something that you bond over that's so deeply, those are your friends for life. If you're, like, freaks together, then you're going to be freaks together for life. That's amazing. It's great, yeah. I love it. That's why I love going to conventions like this. You just feel that, like, the moment you walk in, you feel this instant sense of community. Like, I will admit that I usually I am quite conscious about my own public image. Like, when I'm out in public, I'll worry about, oh, how am I dressed? Sure. Do people, are, are people judging how I look, yeah. how I act? Oh, I should, like, sometimes I want to do things and I'll stop myself from doing them. Like, say, oh, I want to take a picture of this um, sign or take a picture of this, like, statue or whatever. But I don't want to do it because You're I'm scared of... Yeah, I get self-conscious yeah. and I'm scared of looking stupid. But the moment I walked into that hall... I just felt like it was the most non-judgment. It definitely felt like a judgment-free zone. <laughs> like the it most was judgment-free zone it's, ever. It's, it's kind of hard to explain it, but that's what it was. You just yeah. It's like a different air almost. It's yeah. like, I mean, it could be the, also that we got out of the haze. That <laughs> we could breathe better. But it was just like, yeah, Fucking it's like, look at all these people being crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. Look at all these nerdy things. That can, they can appreciate the stuff we nerd out over as oh well. Oh, my God. It's great. I felt like such a kid. Like, you can ask the people that follow me on Snapchat. Like, I was literally just, like, walking around the entire hall, like, taking, taking photos. Dick pics of himself. Is that that's what's <laughs> no, no, for? No, no, no. I was dick pics. Exactly. I was taking dick pics around. He cosplayed his dick, Iron Dick, <laughs> Spider Dick, Captain America Dick. Yeah, I was just Captain Cocktopus, Doctor Cocktopus. Oh, so close! I was so close. So close. Was... Doctor Cocktopus, Dictor Cocktopus, Dictor Cocktopus. Yeah, um, Dictor yeah. Von Doom, Dictor Von Doom, Dictor Von. 
Van Dong. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. And I loved it, man. One of my friends was there working at the Comic Con. He was he had a booth. It was really cool to see. He was yeah. making some art for people. Um, someone requested for him to do a Loki uh, from Marvel Comics, the female version, naked but with a centaur body. Whoa. It's pretty weird. Okay. It's pretty weird. I'll put again, 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 judgment-free zone. No, totally Judgment-free zone, yeah. This is the kind of place where you can go and ask questions like that without feeling ashamed. But you know, it's <laughs> the, here's the thing about judging, when just to shift gears a little bit. <laughs> when people say, I'm not judging, or you can't, I'm like, you're lying, because it's impossible to turn off judging. Now, because I'm, okay, I will admit, I judge all the time. I'm judging, like, almost every second of every day. But it de- I'm depend- it's not, I don't put too much, like, of my own, like, stuff in it. Like, I judge you yeah, this way, yeah, yeah. but doesn't yeah. really super affect how I feel about you. I guess there's a difference between critical judgment and just observational judgment. Sure. Because there can be, like, a thing where like, you look at somebody who's maybe, say, uh, dressed up like some obscure anime character. You go, like, oh, I bet that person, like, uh, tried so hard to look pretty and, like, spent... 15 hours doing their makeup because you know they're never going to be happy with themselves blah, blah, yeah. blah. or there could just be observational judgment where it's kind of like oh that looks really weird I don't know where they got that wig something like that you no know? but it's like, like no, I, no but it's even like it is like it's basically when people are afraid of being judged I guarantee you yes you're being judged for that thing but you who is being judged shouldn't put too much stock into the judgment because the person making the judgments isn't putting too much stock either like if you like dress if you like to dress weird Right. If you intentionally go and dress against the norm, whatever it is, whether it's wearing all black and painting your nails black and and listening to emo, whatever it is, like you'd be like, "Don't judge me." I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna judge you." I'm be like, "You're slightly different from the norm." That's it. My the rest of my day goes on. Yeah, it's fine. You want to talk to me and we're you have interesting to talk, then that's great. If you can make me laugh, awesome. I'm judging you positively now. It's like I'm The Sims, right? There's a thing. There's a thing constantly going above my head. Plus, minus, plus, minus, plus, minus. Do I want to spend more time with you or do I not? Does it matter? No, just live your life. I love people that tend to have a less conventional way of dressing. Sure. I love it. I don't know. It just, it draws my eye and it just makes me want to get to know them better. I would never specifically ask questions like, why do you dress like that? But it's more like, I want to know how you are as a human being. That you would wear like frilly bows and a big dress, you know. But okay, this is what I will say. I really dislike people who will dress very out of the norm and then like will look you and they'll be like, don't judge me. This is how I want to dress. (laughs) I'm like, if you're going to dress like that, then have the attitude of like, I don't give a shit what you think about me because that's what you're trying to do, right? (laughs) My eyes are up here, John. Sorry. Sorry, I was looking at your vagina. You fucking wear a full Lycra suit with just your vagina showing. I'm going to look and I'm going to judge. I'm like, this chick wants to show her vagina. Oh, yeah. The weirdest things you see at Comic-Con, guys. <laughs> I, I saw this girl the other day, um, just, not at Comic-Con, but just in public. She was wearing the shortest possible pair of shorts that you can, like, they, they, they were just short of underwear. I think they were, they, they were skimming the line of underwear and pants. Like, how much booty could you see? Half the booty? Quarter booty? Half the booty. booty. Half the booty. Half the booty. Was it slanted? Okay, here's the thing. She was a skinnier girl. Mm -hmm. She was a skinnier girl. The pants had a bit of like give to them and they were very short. Right. See? So like because of the skinniness and the fact that those um, jeans, the the jorts jorts. didn't hug onto her legs. They're just kind of like, you know, flapping around. There's so much excess, like you know, butt. So just as she moved, like it kind of just. There's just like there's like a lot of butt leaking out of it, and it's just like there is no way that you you can't feel that, and there's no way that you don't know that your ass is hanging out, mm-hmm. and there's no judgment here in terms of like oh no you're judge. dressed no 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 here yeah. there's no judgment but, on my part isn't mm-hmm. like oh she's dressed like a slut it's more like 
I am very curious as to like, do you want people to look at that, or are you cool with people looking looking at that? Because it's it's okay. It's clearly out of the norm to see someone's ass in public, mm-hmm. right? And you know people are gonna look, girl. You know people are gonna look. Like especially when you get on the yeah. bus, you get on the train. People are gonna look at that ass, yes. right? It, it, it was a decent ass. So congratulations to you for that. But you got it from your mama. Congratulations, yeah. mama. But I just wonder, you know, like if if she ever gets upset with somebody for looking at her ass, that's when I'm gonna start judging. Yeah, you know, if she ever goes like, "Stop looking at my ass," is gonna is it'll be like a very like, like you're showing me your but ass. It's there, I cannot not you're look showing at it. me your ass. I'm not gonna look at it out of perversion. I'm gonna look at it out of like, oh, there's a there's a butt. That's a very strange thing to see in public. Yeah. But, you know, there it is. I'm going to judge people for other things, too. If you go into a place like a theme park with universal fun <laughs> and you have a shirt that has, like, bad words on it, I'm going to judge you negatively. Mm-hmm. What the fuck's wrong with you that you would go with a shirt that says fuck on it? Not fuck. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. It's just weird. Fuck the brand. What does fuck stand for? French Connection, United Kingdom. Oh. It's actually French Connection UK, but might as well, if you're going to, you know, say yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. French Connected in the United Kingdom. I always thought those shirts were just like, you know, oh, stick it to the man. Fuck yeah. Fuck fuck you. Never liked them. There, there was like a period where they were really hot. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> I don't know where we started from. So that's what we've been up to. We've yeah. been up to, you've been up to anything else? Anything on your soloness that you've been up to? Mm, nothing that I can remember right now. Yeah. 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 What are you watching these days? Any new TV shows or movies or anything? Um, I just finished Mr. Robot recently. That was a good oh, yeah. time. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a bunch of the people, a bunch of the gang um, have been slowly watching yep, it. Yep, I've yep, been yep. getting your Snapchats and they've been like... Sh- um, dicks. Uh, dicks. <laughs> no, no, no. Dicks. They've been taking pictures of them watching the show. Oh. And yeah, I'm like, yes, check it out. It's that's such a good show. Oh, that's oh, my Nikki, dog. Nikki's that's my dog. Okay. Losing her shit. Nikki! Sorry, guys. My dog was being a bitch. Yeah, she was fucking... What's going on there? Did she see a ghost? What was happening? No, no, no. Whenever she hears, like, new people walk into the house, she freaks out a little oh. bit. Oh, yeah. was there new people? I didn't hear the new people. I got yeah, my yeah, headphones yeah, my, on. My, my parents just got home. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Where Mr. Robot. Remember? Mr. Robot. Yeah, such a good show. I finished that one recently because it's 10 episodes to a new season. Yep. Great show. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Man, the fall TV season is now upon. It's nearly here. Nearly here. Almost. Oh, you know what I started watching? is The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I just caught the first it's episode. It's great. I, just I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love that it's actually pretty similar to The Colbert Report. Yeah. Yeah, because like, okay, Stephen Colbert is a genius. He just is. Like he, it's it's one of the few things that I watch where I'm like watching it. I'm like, I'm getting smarter and <laughs> I'm being, and then I'm being entertained. And yeah. it's very funny and I love him. And like his, uh, the guest he brings on is great. His band leader is weird and amazing mm-hmm. and younger than me. No, just like one year older than me. That makes me feel like I haven't accomplished anything. Jean Baptiste. Jean Baptiste and what's his band called? Almost Human or True the, Humans or the, the something Humans. Yeah. Yeah. Fun They're fact. Great. Fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah. This girl I knew back in college is Jean Baptiste. No. She's now Jean Baptiste. <laughs> no, this girl I knew back in college. Um, she plays guitar. Uh, she is in the band. No shit. Yeah, she's a fantastic guitarist. Very sweet girl. She's oh my gosh, she's a really she's, uh, she's in Stephen Colbert's band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, her name is Maddie Rice. Look her up. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, really cool. Um, also, yeah, the show's great. Beautiful pacing. Uh, can't wait to see more. Like, it's it's probably one of the more highly anticipated changes in the new like late show thing because Craig Ferguson was replaced by James Corden, but not a lot of people watched Craig Ferguson to begin with. Although I loved him, but David Letterman's replacement that was going to be a huge thing. But you know, nice to see, nice to see that you know Colbert's great. I mean, he's he's dropped the uh, like the persona, but he's still like. 
kind of going for really interesting news. He's getting all the presidential candidates are coming in. Like yeah, yeah, his yeah. thing with um, Jeb Bush was very interesting. I thought actually, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And Donald Trump's coming on in a week, a week or so. It's, oh, for it's sure. awesome. real. The band's called Stay Human. That's what it's called. Yeah. Donald Trump is going to be on the show, and yeah, in his first segment, you remember he did like he's like okay, time for, he does like a new segment like in his monologue or just after his monologue, he's like okay, I'm going to do one um, uh, segment on, on one Donald one story Trump. on Donald one, Trump, just yeah. one. He ends yeah. up doing oh, I can't help it. He ends up doing like four or five. It's really funny. And he likens the metaphor to Oreos. You can't have just one. You whatever. One. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Anyway, John, let's get into. The people that listen to the show, yeah, okay, they, they've yeah, been, they've been giving us a lot of interesting. Yes, things to talk you, about. guys. The reason why I, I think it just for the for the, I mean, the show is about two guys hanging out. So for, what's the first thing you do when you hang out with someone? You ask them what they've been up to. You don't ask them what the, because before we put a, the fan stuff at the top because it used to be just like, oh, I like your thing, oh, awesome. But now you guys are asking us to do stuff, which we are more than happy to do. It gives us stuff to do and st- interesting things to talk about. So we put it second. That's all. Mm-hmm. Anyway, play the music. Listen to us talk all day. You've got things you wanna say. All you do is ask. Cause we read your shit. Yeah. So this week on uh, We Read Your Shit, we have two very interesting things to get very to. Very interesting things. Um, first thing is uh, someone recommended that we take the Mig- the Briggs Myers personality test. Yeah, this is from San. He says. Hi, John and Nathan. I have caught every episode of Good Hang since day one, and I must say you guys are brilliant at brightening up people's lives. Thank you very much. I flatter you. Aww. Um, I was thinking that you guys can talk about the Mayor's Briggs personality test in one of the segments. Might be fun, might not be, but I just have a hunch that John is ENTP and Nathan is ENFJ. What's J? Um, Jaguar. Jaguar. Joyous. Jumping. Jasshole. Uh, judging, I think it is. Judging. But anyway, for <laughs> so you, you guys that don't know what the mayor's big personality test, I guess that means you guys don't do online dating. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like you just, you go on, you take a little questionnaire. It's actually kind of fun. We'll put the link in the show notes. 16personalities.com. Yeah. And just go there, I guess. Yeah. But like they ask you questions like, um, and you answer on a scale from either strongly agree to strongly disagree mm-hmm. like some example questions are you find it easy to introduce yourself to people strongly agree strongly disagree blah blah blah. you find it easy to stay relaxed and focus even when there's some pressure blah 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 blah, blah. um all that stuff like that you're talking too fast john slow down because uh, it's not important thing. <laughs> but anyway those are examples of questions you could ask and then uh what nathan should we just reveal what we got yeah so um yeah the basis of it you just kind of break down your own personality figure out what yeah. kind of person you are yeah, so yeah, yeah. i am a i N-F-P. Yeah, you're so an inf. I'm an inf. So what does that mean? So each letter represents a different part of personality. So yeah. I am an E-N-F-P. So close, San, but not quite. Hmm, so yeah. that means I am more extroverted than introverted. I'm uh-huh. 40% extroverted. I'm more intuitive than I am observant. That's N. I'm more feeling than I am thinking, but just barely, only 12% more. I'm more prospecting than I am judging. Mm. And also I have of the variant, variant of turbulent so we are more or less the same, except that I'm more introverted and you're more extroverted. Yeah. So, I, so yeah. Nathan's INFP and I'm ENFP. So just one little difference there. That's that seems fairly accurate to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I read my description and it's actually quite um, interesting yeah, and very. Let's, let's, cool. let's break this down. Because this isn't the first time I've done it. So like I've done this before, and if you go to the personality website, you can read all the different personalities. And you know, sometimes I thought it might be like Zodiac, where you just read it and you're like, oh, that's me, right? That's something that you could say for all the zodiacs that you read. But not really. No, no, no. Like, this is like ENFP is closest to me, and the other ones are really, really different for me. So, uh, Nathan, read what an INFP is. Okay. So, 
INFPs are dreamy idealists,、oh. and then the pursuit. Oh no, sorry, this is the wrong thing. <laughs> That's not the introduction. Okay. Oh, that was something specific. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the INFP personality, they say I'm the mediator, also known as the mediator.、Yeah. Yes. So INFP personalities are true idealists. They always look for a hint of good in even the worst of people and events. That's so true, Nathan. Yeah. Searching for ways to make things better, while they may be perceived as calm, reserved, or even shy, INFPs have an inner flame and passion that can truly shine. Is this burning? Any to I don't know. I can't.、Um, comprising of just four percent of the population, the risk of feeling misunderstood is unfortunately high for the INFP personality. But when they find like-minded people to spend their time with, the harmony they feel will be a fountain of joy and inspiration. Is that not what we we're just talking about? You and your nerds from yeah, the Comic Con? Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I mean, I, I, whenever I do tests like this, right, I kind of avoid them only because they. I don't like. I'm a bit of a stubborn person. In the fact that I don't like being told what to do or like or being who told. Who you are? Don't or, you, you let me be me? Yeah. Is that what you want to say? But but then when I when I actually get around to doing these tests, you realized you realized just how、um, binary people can be. Not、yeah. in terms of not in terms of like oh people are boring, but like you know we are humans. We are animals after all. Like. We aren't, you know, amazing balls of energy and light of infinite possibilities all the time. You know, so you know, I think for the most part, people are predictable creatures. Right. Sure. Yeah. And it's tests like this that kind of like bring me back down to earth and make me realize you're not that special. I mean, you're a little bit special. Maybe you can one, be categorized.、Yeah. You can be put in a little but box. But you can be put in a little box. And I think I, that's I, a very humbling thing. I will say this personality thing. It's like I mean, some people some people take this thing really seriously, and、yeah. I think it's interesting. And of the kind of things like this, it's actually the I feel like it's the most true. To life, but don't put too much stock into it. Like,、yeah. um, I will say though that, that the career paths that they put me are very interesting. Anyway, but let me go into mine. So, ENFP is called the campaigner.、Uh, the ENFP personality is a true free spirit. They are often the life of the party, but unlike explorers, they are less interested in the sheer excitement and pleasure of the moment than they are in enjoying the social and emotional connections they are making with others. Charming, independent, energetic, and compassionate. The seven percent of the population that they comprise. Uh, that they comprise can certainly be felt in any crowd. There is significant accurate,、uh, yeah. scientific ex-、uh, evidence to show that they are significantly more handsome than INFPs. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's interesting. That that seems accurate. Mm, that seems、yeah. very accurate. Yeah.、Um, well,、that's、okay.、Like、so so they so they break down your personality into different things like strengths and weaknesses, romantic relationships, friendships, parenthood, career paths, workplace habits, and etc. etc. Yeah.、Um, I, let's just go through one because I don't think we have a lot of time to go through. Or、anything. how about I go through my strengths and weaknesses, and you go through your.、Uh, I'm not interested in strengths、oh, and weaknesses. I want to kind of talk about relationships because I think that's something we've never really spoken about before. Okay. Yeah. Let's do yeah. that. Romantic、I'm, relationships.、Let's、I'm very curious because. I've always been curious about like my own psychological makeup of like how I view relationships, romantic or otherwise. So、mm. you know, I'm curious. Let's let's check this out.、All、okay,、right. so INFP relationships. INFPs are dreamy idealists, and in the pursuit of the perfect relationship, this quality shows the strongest. Never short on imagination, INFPs dream of the perfect relationship, forming an image of this pedestaled ideal that is their soulmate. Hmm. Playing and replaying scenarios in their heads of how things will be. This is a role that no one person can hope to fill,、oh, wow. and people of the INFP personality type need to recognize that nobody's perfect, 
and that huh. relationships don't just magically fall into place. They take compromise, understanding, and effort. Oh. Holy shit. Is that hitting close to home there? That is hitting very close to home. Interesting. Okay. That hmm. is hitting very close to home. Like, because I, I think just in general, as a person, it's not that I expect, you know, a perfect thing. It's just that, you know, the, the very first sentence, IMFPs are dreamy idealists in the pursuit of, you know, the perfect blah, blah, blah. That That kind of makes sense to me only because... It's not so much of, you know, you want to have the ideal person. It's more, I think, because of my own neuroses that I kind of want everything to work out only because the idea of it not working out gives me a bit of anxiety. Right. Like the idea of it, right. you know, maybe crashing and burning one day gives me that, like, why even start? You but know, both that kind those of ends of that spectrum are very artistically... Um rich you know you can farm a song from either of those things <laughs> but the more interesting stuff like the real true yeah. stuff is more on the other side right of like oh yeah, this might yeah, not work yeah. out but i want to you know my yeah, dear yeah. we're slow dancing in a burning room you know? <laughs> well i mean definitely to be living on the more adventurous side of life or the more um you know uh i would say the more natural course of action would just be jump into these kinds of things relationships i mean but yeah i can't help but agree that this thing has got me kind of pinned down because mm. for the longest time um, I just didn't quite know what to do with myself in terms of relationships only because it's, 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 it's such a weird personal part of one's life that like the idea of it messing up or the idea of it not working out or me having to go through an uncomfortable moment, you know, it, it, it just gave me so much anxiety and I just didn't want to have to climb that or jump that hurdle unless I absolutely had to. So yeah, shit, this test has got me, you know, pretty I think, right. yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at our two different descriptions. I think this is where, um, with those similar, I think we're very different. Okay, so okay. ENFP relationships. When it comes to relationships, there's hardly anyone around who is more excited than ENFPs to share with their partners the bounty of ideas. The and D. I, the D. <laughs> and eye-opening experiences that life has to offer. For people with the ENFP personality type, relationships are a joyous process of mutual exploration and imagination, a chance to connect with another soul. Oh my God, this is so true. <laughs> ENFPs take their relationships seriously and are known for their uninhibited and unshakable devotion to the people to whom they've committed their hearts. So true. Um, ENFPs have the advantage of irresistible charm when it comes to attracting a partner. Hey, hey. ENFPs' warmth, excitement, and passion are simply alluring. Mm. Yeah, that's really true. I would know <laughs> that that your your passion is alluring. Oh, I mean, that's what I've been told. <laughs> no, but like you know, and that's the thing is that like I feel like because dating in Singapore for me is really hard. It's hard for me to meet people here. You know why so? I don't know. I feel like my warmth, excitement, and alluring are and passion are not alluring. They're kind of turn offing. Mm. I can see that. Okay, uh, so in the, in the Singaporean. Okay, so state. let's be real. Let's yeah. be real here. All right. So um, I, I, I've been hanging out with you a lot more this year since we started this podcast. Yep. And I will say, in person, you're very outspoken. You're not afraid to start a conversation. You're not mm -hmm, afraid mm -hmm. to kind of engage with another human being. And uh, I think this comes, uh, this stems a lot from your growing up in America. Yeah. Where things like this happen, you know, yeah. pretty much everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. um, and I will be the first to admit that in Singapore, things like that just aren't very commonplace it's really frustrating yeah, yeah. I, I i can i can imagine it being frustrating to you because 
to me, growing up here, you know, it's natural. I just don't really strike up conversations with people. But after studying uh, overseas, after being in a in an industry where you know you're encouraged to kind of network right. and be more extroverted, right. um, I have adjusted, you know, that in like quite a bit. Like, you so come it, out of your shell. So. Exactly. In like in like public situations, interactions, um, I tend to be a lot more open to starting conversations, introducing myself, being a lot more of that extrovert. But because I grew up here, so like my my default, you know, my zero point is still keep to yourself, mind your own business, don't talk to anybody. Yeah. But whenever I want to like flick that switch on, you know, say if I'm at an event or if I'm like at a gig or if I'm socializing or whatever, you know, things, a more social um, setting, uh, I have that. You can flip the switch. I can flip the switch, yeah, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. think most people might not be it's able to. It's hard because, yeah, because like, if I try to flip that switch, if I try to be more reserved, I feel so uncomfortable. No, like, for, for, for you, you know? the flipping of the switch is to be reserved. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I can't you, do it. It's like your like, zero point is being... Uh, a more open, yeah. a more like you know, socially just giving talking person. To people, yeah, and it's hard because I feel like it's such a not a turn. Maybe turn off's not the right word, but like in other words, I don't know. Like coming to Singapore as an adult, like because you build your social relationship when you're younger, when you're in school, when you're in NS or whatever, right? But here, like trying to make new friends as an adult or, or relationships or meeting, God forbid, a, a girl to date is fucking hard. Mm. Like, and I'm, I, I'm a catch. <laughs> Especially when I get buff right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Buff boys. Um, I would agree that um, it's just not commonplace that it happens here, that people just kind of talk to strangers in public. Yep. And I have been in settings with you where you'll strike up a conversation and I observe the people around me. They get so uncomfortable. They get so uncomfortable. They go like, why is this guy talking? Does he know that? What, what's he doing? Like, why is he so loud? Why is he, like, I think being um, a lot more talkative or just being a lot more socially less awkward in Singapore is viewed as obnoxious yep. or it's just viewed as um, It's just so uncommonplace. It's chatty. So, it's so weird to them, right? <laughs> and at this point, like I, I was conscious of that and I used to be really self-conscious of the fact of like, oh, I'm getting people are I'm being weird around people. But I'm just like, yeah. now I'm like, it's almost like I'm throwing up my freak flag. My freak flag. I'm like, look, this is who I am. I talk a lot. I'm very, I think I'm, <laughs> I think about things I'm funny and I'm just I'm funny I just said that about yeah. myself what a dick, yeah, what a dick. Uh, I'm a dick no but like it's like uh, when I find my own kind of crazy with the rare times that I do those are my people it's the same thing with you it's just like Mm-mm-mm. if I can find people who can uh, my ideal partner is like what I'm looking for in a girl is someone who's kind who's smart who's funny and who can beat me in a debate mm. that's what I want that's all I want yeah yeah I just think it's, it's funny rich. I just think it's funny as that- American passport <laughs> I just think it's funny that thirty three, thirty four D minimum. That's boob size. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I just think it's funny that in Singapore, um, you can walk into a room with a bunch of strangers, and walk out without any of them having said a word, and everyone's okay with that. <laughs> I, I, I think it's 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 definitely a norm. It's nothing like you know super special. It's just every once in a while, like you know, a conversation doesn't hurt. Like I love it whenever I bump into people in like public spaces that I don't know, maybe like the supermarket or the doctor's office yep. or the train. And they and they just strike up a conversation. Yeah, like they just say things like, "Oh, like nice shoes," or like, "Oh, um, uh, I like the song you're listening to," or um, "Oh, this train's taking forever," or like, you know, or, or like, "How many stops at this place?" You know, I just love it when they strike up Does that, that conversation. The in Singapore, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like very rarely, very rarely, yeah. but sometimes. I mean, most times it might probably be for directions yeah but you know that's a jumping off point for conversations because like, yeah. oh how do you like maybe say like you're sitting next to someone on a train then it'd be like uh oh excuse me i want to get to this place which station should i get off at then from there you know it strikes up a conversation of sure. like, you know oh you can go there and like nearby there's this place you can check this out and you know you can like very you know, helpful nathan artona yeah. yeah very helpful i, I know things about yeah. this country um but <laughs> 
I don't know. I love it when you're able to strike up conversations in public because it's it's always nice to step out of that comfort it's zone. So great. Possibly make a new friend out of your social. It makes circle. your life warmer. You it know just, what I mean? It adds it's value. Nice. It adds value to you as a person. Like, for example, when I was in New York uh, a while ago, this is not my previous, not this past trip, but before that, I was just watching a play by myself. I like to watch plays. Um, yeah. And like at, at the intermission, the guy sitting next to me, like this 40, 50-year-old guy was just like, so what would you think about the first half? And we just got into a conversation. It was oh, great. great. One of the best conversations I ever got into in my life, as in we talked about physics and our thoughts on the world, was on a park bench in Santa Monica at like 11 o'clock in the evening yeah. waiting for a bus with a homeless person mm. with two homeless people excuse me okay like with the three of us just got into a conversation it was just the most intellectual <laughs> fulfilling lovely just time stopped this is before smartphones and we just talked you and, just talked and then they started explaining to you about like how the crows talk to them and how mm-hmm. the weather changes because the stones in the ground move clockwise yeah and also that his hip was shot off in nom not <laughs> <laughs> no, but but yeah, yeah. No, no no like it's it's weird because they are crazy but it's like but it's it's a kind of crazy that makes your life interesting. Yeah, yeah. But even then, like, just like with everything, they weren't all crazy. Like literally, these two people I spoke to had lost their, had fallen hard times, were lost their jobs. Happens, I think one was a, one was a teacher, and we just yeah, it was great. In other words, um, oh, please date me. <laughs> In conclusion, <laughs> no, I'm an I, ENFP. Uh, I am alluring and warm, and I am exciting. I, I cannot I, live without fire. That's what it says. You cannot live without fire. Yeah, as in like, as in like the passion, like the metaphor, the metaphorical fire, or the I actual. Know. Let's see what it says here. You from... cannot live without a fire. Long distance relationships are quite common among ENFPs, not with me, as they view physical distance as just another idea, no match for concepts like love. See, the idea of this is is true. Like, I feel like love really can't fucking conquer all, but I'm also practical. Long distance doesn't work, so I don't do that. We did it all for the glory of love. People with an ENFP personality type express these ideals sexually as well, exploring okay. the physical with imagination and passion. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm an imaginative lover. Okay. Okay. Said. We, anyway. We, that's for another time. That's for another time. Okay. So I, I guess yeah, I, we, we took the test. <laughs> yeah. What you take from that is, you know, be no matter extrovert or introvert, Step out of that comfort zone every once in a while. Yeah. Because, you know, like, I mean, I it's kind of ironic because I opened this segment by saying that, you know, sometimes people can be put into boxes. But, you know, who's to say you can't step out of that box every once in yeah. a while? Because that nice little box that you are, you know, that, that box where your 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 psyche and your humanity is and your, your, your personality and your character is kind of put in, that might be your default comfort zone. But it's nice to every once in a while, like, take a little step out of it, you know, see yeah, what it's absolutely. like on the other side. And also, don't think, like, being put in a box is limiting. In fact, it, it, having guidelines or restrictions can actually be more freeing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or comforting. Yeah. Because yeah. having all the options out there is not, you know, sometimes it's hard to do that. Artistically. I'm getting to a whole different tangent. <laughs> but, guys, go on the website, click on the link, and take the test as well. Yeah. Uh, tweet at us, go on our Facebook, and let us know what personality type you are. Ooh. And let me know if you find me alluring. <laughs> So, dude, this this Ladies, episode has been guys, this episode has been pretty heavy so far. As in, not not heavy, depressing, but more like introspective heavy. Yeah, and it's only gonna get heavier because yeah. we've got an interesting email to read. So, uh, we got an email from an anonymous listener. Let's call her um, Brenda Funbags. Brenda Funbags. Yes. Okay, so Miss um, Funbags here. Uh, she sent us an email uh, with, with the subject header. I'm sorry for this question, but I need advice slash answers. All right. So um, let's, I'm just going to read this. Just email, read it. All right. Hi, guys. Been listening to your podcast for a few weeks now, and I love it. I love that you guys never fail to put a smile on my face, even if I've had a bad day. 
but I have this question that I've been wanting to ask someone for the longest time, but just haven't had the chance to. So I thought, why not ask you guys? This is very random. I'm terribly sorry. Just a warning, this question's a little deep and dark. So yeah, brace yourselves. I don't know, Miss Funbags. We've been pretty deep and dark so far in this episode. It's all good. All right. Do you guys ever get tired of being happy all the time? I mean, you guys are entertainers. You entertain for a living. You guys have to be perpetually cheerful in front of people. Don't y'all ever get tired of this? Because I do. I've been the happy one in my group of friends for the longest time. I'm the one they talk to. I'm the one who helps them out with their problems. I'm always thinking that I don't want to overload them with my problems. I don't want to scare them away. But that kind of just snowballs into this big ball of mess that I'm in right now. I don't know who to turn to when I'm feeling down. And at the end of the day, I get so tired from acting all happy and cheerful all day. And I have meltdowns in the middle of the night. In school, I literally rush to the toilet and lock myself in whenever I feel like I'm having a meltdown soon. And sometimes even when I'm alone on public transport, that happens as well. This scares the shit out of me. I scare myself whenever I have a meltdown. So my main question is, how do you guys stay happy all the time? <laughs> because I'm really tired of meltdowns. Thanks, guys. Oh, Brenda, 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 Miss Funbags. Miss Funbags. Okay, so uh, thank you so much for the question. Yeah. Uh, she, she did add a PS saying, I'm treating this contact section as an Aunt Agony section. I hope you guys don't mind. <laughs> Aunt Agony. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, we do not mind. This no, contact, no, not at all. The contact section is literally just to reach out to us. And reaching out to us doesn't mean you have to be funny. It doesn't mean you have to like say that we're awesome. You just you know reach out to us. Like uh. Tell us whatever you want ask us for advice tell us you know like what you did this week or you know like what what you had for lunch maybe not lunch but you know th- things along those lines we like, will maybe dinner yeah yeah <laughs> well, first of all um i'm sorry to hear that you're going through a rough time um it gets better mm. i'm just going to say that right up front yeah. like it just it will get better <laughs> it'll get worse again it'll get better that's that's the trajectory of life yeah well, but do yeah. you think do you honestly think that nathan and i are happy all the time <laughs> Yeah, no, that doesn't nah, happen. So okay, it's so impossible. well for because this is like a once a week podcast. Uh, we do label it a comedy podcast, so you know we we do need to keep it light, keep it fluffy, keep it entertaining. Um, but we, I don't think in our sixteen, fifteen episodes, I don't yep. think we've ever shied away from uh, darker themes. No, we, not we've at never all. Not shied away. From, we've never shied away from personal battles. It's just that you know, for the for the purpose of this broadcast, for the purpose of reaching out to people. We try to put a positive spin to it, or at least a positive little lilt behind it, just so it's a little bit more palatable. Just so it's not like you know, yeah, but not, so they don't not, call it bummer hand. Yeah, but podcast. not too long. Not too long ago, I talked about my depression, and uh, I, I don't know, uh, Brenda, if you've listened to all our episodes. It sounds like you, but you seems like you've been with us for a while. But go back if you haven't, and, and re-listen to the episode with Ben. I, I talked about my depression there, but like, and he talks about his anxiety. And he does, and Ben talks about his anxiety and, yeah. his, and his fear of fish. But here, I will say, well, that's well founded. You know, you get raped by a fish; it happens. Uh, so sorry if you've been raped by a fish. Anyone other? Not a joke. Um, I will say this though, Brenda. Um, Brenda Funbags, BF. Uh, you might BF. Um, you might BF. Funbags, Bagsy, Bagsy. Listen, Bagsy. It's absolutely exhausting putting up a front, not being who you really are inside, not telling your truth, as my teacher in, in LaSalle used to say, speak your truth, be your truth. It's it's such a relief. The relief you will feel from not fronting, and I, I say that like a black person, fronting, if you're not fronting, 
F-R-O-N-T apostrophe N. Exactly. You feel much better. That said, realize that your friends around you can only take so much. So, yes. Oh, this is great. Actually, this week was just a suicide prevention awareness thingy thing. How are you? Are you okay? That whole thing. It's a great campaign that some of our friends are taking part in. Nathan and I did as well. But yeah, how are you? Yeah. I mean, you've opened up to us. That's the first step. I love that. I love that you're at least seeking help because this—the minute yeah. you realize you have a problem, and the same minute that you actually seek help from anywhere, you're taking good steps. Yep. Definitely don't swallow it up. Yeah, because um, I think for the most part, every any time um, you or I, um, anyone, any one of us really are going through personal problems, um, especially if you're a certain personality type, you tend to feel like you're alone in your issues. You tend to feel like you're alone in your problems and the, and the world doesn't understand. But all it really takes is to take that small step forward, reach out to somebody, and that's when you find out that the insecurities that you have, the weight you have on your shoulders, are the same insecurities and the same weight that many other people around you have. And it's when you share things like that, it's when you open up, is that's when you start to lighten the load. That's when you start having a bit more of a catharsis of people that can relate to you, people that can speak to you about it. Even if you don't fix anything, the least that you have is some fellowship and some sense of belonging, as opposed to feeling like you're stuck by yourself with this problem that you cannot just that you just cannot internalize by yourself, and that causes the meltdown. Absolutely, you know, because I think the worst thing that you can do with any emotional problem is to let those emotions ball up. Yep. Especially when, okay, I'm assuming, um, uh, BF that you are a younger listener only because you mentioned that you are in school, you know? Yeah. Uh, but especially when you're at a certain age where, you know, you're in school, you're living life, uh, in a, in a very special time, you know, I think the time where you attend school, the, the time where you're seeing friends, you're meeting new people, you're learning new things. It's a very exciting time in your life. Yeah. And to, have emotions negative emotions ball up and kind of take over you it's it's a it's a it's a waste of a life that needs to be lived yeah and also recognize and i'm gonna get kind of weirdly like here but that energy that you're feeling that you're that gets balled up that makes you cause you to melt and that's true energy that you can learn to harness Mm. be it through creative means write a song about it write a journal write a story do Um, a kamehameha that takes lots of years of practice and technique, though, Mm-mm-mm. to really get that energy blast out of your yeah. hands. No, yeah. but like, yeah, it's fuel, fuel to 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 better yourself. Like, I'm gonna say, you're totally fine the way you are. Could you be better? Probably. We all could. You know, oh, yeah. like b- better yourself in that. Like, I know look, that. hit the, pick up a hobby, improve yourself as a person, learn yeah. something new, learn French, learn Spanish. That could be yeah. fun. Okay, but wait, hold on. I just want to go back and tackle this uh, email a bit at a time because this is important stuff. Yes, okay. yes, it is. Uh, let's see here. Um, you- so uh, I think oh, here's an important side note. Mm-hmm. Um, when this anonymous listener first uh, sent in the email. Brenda Funbags. Brenda Funbags. Uh, she said that I, I'd i rather you guys don't read this out loud in the episode. Mm-hmm. But we replied her saying that, you know, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. keep this completely anonymous. But can we please read it on the episode only because this is important. So thank you for that. We want other people to hear this because I think you've had this problem before. Yeah, I've had yeah, this yeah. problem. Everyone's having this problem Listeners before. have had this problem before. You're so not, yeah. Funsies, you are not alone. You're okay? not alone. And I'm sure that you're, okay, I hope you take comfort at least, whether or not we help you today or not, that you have aired out your problem and that somewhere out there, someone's listening to this podcast and going like, yeah, 
Brenda Funbags exactly Fun has the same problem that I do. I, I'm sure there's a, a, a George hangballs out there. <laughs> I feel that you, you and Brenda Funbags are like kindred spirits. Uh, but look, okay, here. Putting funny names to serious problems. Right. Yeah. Since 2015. <laughs> uh, do you guys ever feel tired of being happy all the time? I mean, we're not happy all the time, so no. right there you have a problem. But nope. you guys are entertainers. You entertain for a living. You guys have to be perpetually cheerful in front of people. Do you get tired of this? I mean, let's okay. No, I don't because I'm generally the happiest when I'm entertaining. When mm. I'm in front of people doing a show, doing this podcast, this is I'm happiest. This is my purpose in life and it's great. Find your purpose in life. Uh, find what you love and let it kill you. I forgot who said that, but that's a great quote. Follow that. Mm. Uh, I'm then the happy one of my groups for the longest time. I'm the one that when they talk, I'm the one who helps them with their problems. Look, that's a you're a saint for doing that. Mm. But also, look, you're helping them with their problems. If they're worth, if they're worth anything, and I'm sure they are because they are your friends, they would love to to help you with your problems too. Yeah, yeah. I think you're not going to scare them away. Yes, I think for a lot of things over here that I'm reading from you, Brenda, um, it seems that you tend to internalize a lot, and you tend to. Not just keep emotions um, balled up, but you also just kind of don't let them happen when they have to. And I think a very important thing, yeah, a very important thing to do is to never postpone your emotions, never postpone your happiness, but also never postpone your sadness. Yeah, like the best thing you can do for yourself, just to live life in general, is to realize that if you want to be happy, or if there is a way for you to be happy, go for it and never postpone that. Same thing when it comes to sadness. Don't ever think that, you know, oh, I have no time for this. I'm too busy um, to think about these problems. I'm too busy to, to like, you know, be bothered right now or to cry or yep. to feel emotional. You know, I'm distracted by my work. You should never really postpone those things because yeah. it's when you let yourself feel. It's when you let yourself express your your deepest, you know, desires and your thoughts and your own emotions. That's when you don't just know yourself better, but you also just grow as a yeah. person it's it's like in that classic of modern english literature the fault in our stars <laughs> <laughs> look i love john green i think he's a genius yeah, i love his great, stuff, but he brothers. has this quote from the fault in our stars that says that's the thing about pain it demands to be felt mm-hmm. it is it's true you can't get away from it you can't fight it it's happening don't breathe it away breathe into it let it happen and then it's done so from one author quote, I'm going to go to another one from this guy called Jonathan Safran Foer. Oh, I love him so much. He has a writer. quote from his book, uh, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, that says, you cannot protect yourself from sadness without protecting yourself from happiness. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the I guess the gist of these two quotes is, you know, let yourself feel. Yeah, it's the yin know? to the yang, man. Yeah. And there's that, and there's another thing too, because you always hear this advice. You can't, you're not allowed to feel bad because somewhere, some people out there have it worse than you, like those people in Africa. That is bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know people say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't feel bad because some people have it worse than you. That is the equivalent of saying you can't feel happy because some people have it better than you. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's your story. It's your life. You feel what you want to feel. Yeah. But I want to tackle this point, and I really want to move on because yeah. it's getting heavy. Know, it's getting heavy. It's 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 getting like uh, my balls. Like, it's getting heavy. Um, why? Why did I say that? Um, <laughs> you mentioned that you have Coping you mentioned mechanism. a couple times in your in your email that you're having meltdowns. Now mm-hmm. I don't know what you mean by meltdowns, but if you're having honest to god panic attacks, meaning you have shortness of breath or you hyperventilate, or and you, you feel the room spinning and you feel like you're losing a little bit of you get a little bit of numbing uh, numbness. These are all s- physiological things. These are real. Just breathe calmly and. Also know that there's nothing wrong about getting help. Mm. 
get help. Yeah. I saw my first therapist when I was 18. It sounds like you're near my age, maybe a little bit younger. It's totally fine. Just go out there and yeah. just seek help because the help helps. Can I give a little bit of practical advice here um, other than the therapist thing? So um, if you do wish to seek a therapist, if any of you guys ever wish to seek a therapist, uh, I do understand that in Singapore there's a negative connotation to it. Just in Asian countries in general, yeah. there is a negative Everywhere, connotation. Really. Everywhere, I think it's more commonplace. In and more, it's more prevalent and yeah, higher yeah, yeah. In, in Asia probably, but yeah. yeah. In Asia, there's a bit of a stigma that, oh, if you see a therapist, that means you're crazy. No, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It just means you need someone to talk to sometimes. Um, but, you know, uh, so I'm going to go along the same lines of this advice, but uh, maybe a more approachable spectrum of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, what, Brenda, or whoever is having these problems. Brenda Funbags. Brenda Fun, sorry. B-A-G. Miss Funbags. B-A-G. Um, I think. Z. What, it seems like what you want is to have a person in your life that you can tell, like, you know, things to, like, so. A person in your life that you can tell uh, uh, sad things to, things that you can like, kind of just air your own dirty laundry, you know, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do understand that sometimes, you know, if you hang out of a certain friend group a lot, you tend to feel that like you can't tell them these things. Yeah. Not because you know they're not close enough or whatever, but it's because they're too close that you sometimes fear the judgment, or you fear that you know word will spread, or like you know things that might not be the most rational. But you know their thoughts anyway, and I understand them because I felt that way several times in my life as well. So how about try this? Um, ch- go to your phone or something. Uh, find some apps where you can actually meet people. So things like. Uh, I'm, I'm not talking dating apps per se, although those work as well if you want to go like OkCupid or Tinder or whatever. <laughs> but um, try try some apps that, you know, have like social meetups, you know, things that are a bit more uh, social to them where they have, I think there's a there's an app literally called Meetup. Do I have it? Yeah, it's called Meetup. And um, the website based off a website, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's an app called Meetup where you can go for different things of different interests and meet different people. Yeah. And I say this only because I honestly think sometimes it's easier to tell a complete stranger your deepest problems yep. than your closest friends because they are they are so much further removed from it. They're not as close to your social circles. There won't be as much judgment placed on it. And they're kind of judging your problems at face value as opposed to thinking like, oh, she has this problem because that friend is not being nice to her or that friend is too good or whatever. Like there's no um, excess baggage when it comes to, you know, uh, telling a stranger or someone that's out of your regular social circle a problem of yours yeah so maybe that's something that you need maybe you just need to meet new people and then when it gets really bad like when the when the when the and the voices get really loud and the darkness gets really dark please 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 call the samaritans of singapore yeah right there you look on the website look them up they just had a a really big campaign last week and they're, they're great i've called them twice Good people. I will say they're great. They're great to someone to talk to, someone to listen to. Shout out. Shout out to the Samaritan Singapore. Y'all are doing good works. Yeah. All right. Now with that. <laughs> Ooh, that shake it good. off. Shake it off. Let's make like, let's shake make like Tay Tay and shake it off. Because we had been. Watch me whip. Watch me nene. Watch me whip. I don't get this. All right, Nathan. I don't understand the whip and nene. Banane. Like, the nene. Apples and banane. That's what I thought you were thinking. You're yeah. singing. Anyway. No, no. There's a song called like, Watch Me. Like, now watch me whip. Oh, watch me, nanny. Watch me, uh, uh. watch me whip. I don't like it. That, that, that whole song. Is it a penis? I don't know, but that whole song is just telling you what to do. It's like now do the stanky leg and do the. Sta- the whole song is just. Tell me what to do. 
No, the, the whole song is just a list of instructions. I don't like it. Like, I, well, you know when, when you're in a club and DJs go, put your fucking hands up? I'm like, no. <laughs> I refuse to put my motherfucking hands up, okay? You play me music that makes me put my motherfucking hands up. You don't you tell me to put my mother... Look, I do have a $20 bill in my pocket. This is in America when there actually is a $20 bill. Yeah. No, I, I hate that song where it's like, um, and your hands go up and they stay there. Like, I That's don't, a song? Yeah. It's like, the, it's literally like the drop, it goes like, and your hands go up. And the drop is... And they stay there, and bam, and they stay there, and they stay there. It's like, that sounds tiring. <laughs> that does. sounds like I'm working out. I, I want to put my hands down at points. I really hate, like, instructional hip-hop songs. Stupid, yeah. It's like the YMCA, but more aggressive. Or, like, workout videos with a stronger beat to them. Basically, those are, I right? like those. Those are fun. No, but, like, yeah, it never occurred to me. Those are basically workout videos. Yeah, I guess so. With, like... Put in- your hands up, put your hands down. One, put two, your hands three, up. Four, two, 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 three, four, three, two, Do a push-up, do a sit-up, and plank. And plank. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Nathan. Yo. Do you want a game of play? I, I mean, damn it, I fucked it up. <laughs> do you want to play a game? It's game time. Excellent. Game time. Game time. That one's better. Okay, good song. <laughs> I really, All right. I really don't want to play, but. After much of... <laughs> commenting on our social media it is the return of is it a horse is it something made up or is it an obscure superhero slight change this time Woo-hoo! okay all right nathan are you ready nope i hate game here's time. how it's gonna work okay if you get okay what have six so there's six uh trios a total of 18 okay. if you get eight correct okay that's not even 50 percent. if you get like whatever that 42.5 whatever the fuck okay you win Okay, so the trophy. So to make it clear, there's six questions. Yeah. Each with three options. Yes. And each option counts as a point. So there's Correct. a total of eighteen points to be got. Oh for grab. If you get eight get of the eighteen. Eight, I, I win. I'm being really I win easy back on the you. trophy. Okay. And, and also done. I made it easier. I think you're gonna get the trophy. I think I'm gonna get the trophy too. Okay. I'm I'm down. Let's so do it. Nathan. Is this uh, a horse from the Singapore Turf Club? Is it an obscure, hopefully obscure, superhero? Or is it something I just made up in my mind's eye? Okay. First one, <clears throat> Dr. Wu, Master Izo, or Sensei Saito. What did I make up? What's a superhero? And which one's the horse? Okay. Here we go. So, can I ask for a hint? How no. do you spell Izo? No, no hints. Come on. That's no a hints. vague. That's a I'm vague. You, no, I made them easy and they're eight out of ten. Just, just answer. But Master Izo, that, how the hell do you spell that? I Z O. Oh, okay, see that helps so much. I was thinking like E A Z O. It was like is that like a brand of sponge? Okay, <laughs> Doctor Wu, Doctor Master Izo, Sensei Saito. Saito. So, I'm going to say that Doctor Wu was the thing that you made up because that just seems a little bit easy. Master Izo legit sounds like a, a comic book character, like like one of those like senseis, and then Sensei Saito is the horse because you know you want to make your horse sound nice and badass you know like mm-hmm. a like a mm-hmm. like a wise sensei that can just like kick all the asses one out of three one out of three dr <laughs> Wu is a horse sensei saito i just made that up and master izo is in fact a superhero where, where from nice. that's good uh he's a uh, obscure marvel like martial artist superhero got it all right good good one oh point. so ready on the board all right here we go okay moving on moving on next one <clears throat> Blue diamond, blue diamond, blue ball, mm-hmm. 
Blue Angel. Okay. Which is a horse, which is a superhero, and what did I make up? Okay, I'm going to go by process of elimination here. So Blue Ball is not going to be the comic book hero because that's just rife for <laughs> jokes, and I don't <laughs> think they're going to set themselves up for that. Blue Diamond and Blue Angel, though. See my strategy here? I'm going to superhero first because I feel like that's something that I know the best. Blue Diamond and Blue, Blue Angel. Angel. Blue Ball. So, okay, Blue Ball's not a superhero. Blue Diamond doesn't sound like it would be a very interesting superhero. So I'm going to go Blue Angel is a superhero. Mm-hmm. Okay. Blue Diamond is the thing you made up because that seems like a way too obvious horse name. Mm-hmm. And Blue Ball is the horse name. Zero out of three. <laughs> Blue Angel is a horse. Blue Diamond is what you get when you... Uh, what do you get when the four, when you do what do you do with a four hundred ninety five pound diamond? You fight crime. When an accident embedded a mysterious blue diamond into uh, Elton Morrow, his entire body gained the density of a diamond, rendering him virtually indestructible. Blue diamond is a superhero, and blue balls is I made up. Blue ball singular. Damn it! All right, nice try, nice try, nice try. All right, All right next one, next one. Frags rocket, rocket racer, and rocket man. Which is the horse? Which is a superhero? And what did I make up? Okay. Rocket Racer is a superhero. Because. Oh, jeez. I don't. This is so. I hate this game so much. Rocket okay. Rags Rocket. Rags Rocket. Rocket Racer and Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. Rocket Man is way too obvious of a superhero name, so I'm going to take that off. I'm going to say Rocket Man is the thing that you made up. You know, because, you know, you, the previous superhero, Blue Diamond, his name was Elton. So you probably thought, Elton, Elton John, Rocket Man. See, that's your logic right there. Just, just called on your damn mm-hmm. logic, John. Mm-hmm. All this right. is very logical to me. Yes. Rocket Racer, Superhero, and Rags Rocket. I don't know what that is, so I'm just going to say it's the horse name. Zero out of three! Fuck, Rags so Rocket, much. I made that up. Rocket Racer is the alter ego name of Robert Farrell, and Rocket Man is a horse. Rocket Man. Wait, that means I got one. Oh, what'd you get? Rocket Racer is a superhero, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. Sweet! Oh, what did I I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> I just assumed you got them all wrong. You just assumed I'm always wrong. <laughs> so what is that, two, you two? Asshole. You got two points? I have two points Two so points, we're, about ha- we're halfway through. We're I halfway have through. six more points six to more go. Six more points to go. Okay, here we go. Next one. <clears throat> Splato. Clank. And dupe. These are all sounds. <laughs> okay. Splato. Clank. And dupe. Okay. Dupe as in D-O-O-P. Yes. Okay. That is a superhero. I Damn know it. that. <laughs> You're a bit <laughs> obvious there, John. Yeah, I so, told you I made this easier. Dupe. I know that's a superhero. I believe uh, it's, it's, it's it's from uh, X-Force. X-Force. X-Men, yes. Yeah. It's a green little creature. Yes. Funny little guy. Okay. Uh, Splato and Clank. Splato doesn't sound like the best horse name because it's you know, you don't want to associate your racing horse to a splat because that sounds like you ate it. Clank is the horse name. Clank is the horse name. Splato is the one that you made up. One out of three! What? Dupe is, in fact, a Cold War era superhero from Marvel. Splato is a horse, and Clank is something I just made up. What the, the hell names your horse Splato? Moving right along. How do you spell Splato? Like S-P-L... It's... Okay, it's actually Spalato. S-P-A-L-A-T-O. 
Ooh, it's not splatto. It's spalato. Spalato. I did. I went spalato. Enunciate. Okay, fine. Fine. All that right. Was moving me. right along. I have, right along. I need to get. I need to get five more points. Stuff the Chinatown kid. Dragon fire and Yakuza moon, which is a horse, which is a superhero. And what did I make up? Okay, so far, like, the whole reverse psychology thing has not worked out for me. Mm. Every time I try to go for the reverse psychology, it ends up being the obvious. So, but stuff the Chinatown kid, that's way too much of a reverse psychology move. I'm going to say you didn't make that up because that's just way too left field. Stuff the Chinatown kid is the horse name. I immediately regret that decision, but I'm going to stick with it because I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with that mm-hmm. shit. Dragonfire and Yakuza Moon. Dragonfire, Yakuza Moon, Dragonfire. Dragonfire seems like a very generic superhero name. And I am I kind of want to go with the obvious because the obvious seems to be what's been happening so far. Mm-hmm. And Yakuza Moon. Yakuza Moon. Yakuza Moon just seems... Like, that's a great superhero name. That's why I think it's not a superhero name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. Mm. Interesting train of logic happening here. Okay, I'm gonna go. I mean, is it a train? Because the train goes straight. <laughs> Nathan's logic is going all over the place. <laughs> what is your final answer, I'm sir? Desperate. I'm sorry. Okay, stuff the Chinatown kid is the horse name. Dragonfire is a superhero, and Yakuza Moon is the thing you made up. Yakuza Moon is the horse. Stuff the China kid is the superhero. Dragonfire is the thing I made up. Zero out of three. Okay, last one. You can still win. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this game so much. Which is a horse? Which is a superhero? What did I make up? Stinger. Stingray. Sting from the police. <laughs> what did I make up? What, what is a superhero? And what is a horse? <laughs> Stinger. Stingray. Sting from the police. Okay, I'm going to just... Go safe here. I'm going to go super obvious. Sting from the police is the one that you made up. I think, I don't know. Why. Like, this game is just like, it's impossible. <laughs> it's so impossible because it's just, it's just stabs in the dark, okay? I'm just going to put that out I there. think it's possible this, for it, me to win in this game. This, I'm, fuck you. <laughs> Sting the police is made up. Stinger is, uh, Stinger is the horse. And Stingray is the superhero. Three out of three for Nathan Hartono. Yeah, it's a little bit Finish hard. Finish strong. Finish strong. By day, Walter Newell is a gifted oceanographer with a PhD. By sea, he is Stingray, a superhero armed with powerful armored exoskeleton capable of discharging a powerful electronic blast to incapacitate his foes. Nathan, what's his final score? Six. Oh my god, and by that I win! Time to take another selfie. By the way, I haven't released any of these selfies. I'm going to make one massive collage of all my trophy victories. Here we go. I really get the photo, Nathan Hartona. I don't know why I started the segment. I hate this segment so, so Game time! Game time! I hate this segment so, so much. Game time! Game time! Okay, good. Selfie done. Uh, all right. That was fun. No, you guys had fun? I had fun. It Thanks, guys. It wasn't you fun. You had fun, Nathan? I'm sure glad you did. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Moving let's move on. on. Let's move on. To the news. Lots of stuff in the news this week. Holy crap. And we have to keep going because I have to get moved to leave soon. <laughs> all right. What are we talking about? Oh, is it 12? Didn't the game start an hour ago? No, it starts at 12.30. Don't worry. It's all good. Oh, jeez. Okay. Wasn't it? Didn't we start it? Okay, never mind. All right. Okay. So we're on to the news Dude, what is in the news this week? One, two, three, four! World news, interviews, 
while I tear up puppy shoes Television, movie, sports, racist friends, tiny horse So many things in the world we're in Did you hear about that thing? There's a lot of stuff happening. Okay, let's go with the fact that... Let's, let's, let's make this a, a quick new segment because I feel like we went really far yeah, with the fan segment. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, Brenda. Yeah. Okay, have you heard of a lady named Kim Davis, Nathan? Um, vaguely, I know she has been uh, having some issues with the gay marriage yeah, legalization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim uh, Davis is a county clerk from Rowan County, Kentucky, also known as the whitest city on earth, mm-hmm. who gained national media attention after defying federal court order requiring her to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples. She was like, no, 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 I can't do this. My God doesn't let me do this. I'm not going to give you guys a thing. And she got thrown in jail Oh, for a little bit. Not thrown in jail, but I mean, she was held in contempt because, you know, you can't do that. It's against the law, literally. Because it's legal now. Yeah. You and, can't... Wait, wait. So she was preventing people. She wasn't giving marriage licenses out to same-sex couples? Yeah. Wow. You can just do that? Well, no. no. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. So she was held in contempt. Um... Let's see here. Her lawyers found that. So, okay. And then she was released five days later because the Kentucky Attorney General decided not to pursue it any further. But here's the funny thing, right? She comes out, and we'll show this video on YouTube. She comes out with uh, presidential hopeful Mike Huckabee eh, <laughs> to the song uh, Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Okay. It's literally her and a bunch of white dudes just holding hands and crying that she's released from prison while Eye of Tiger plays in the background. Wow. And Survivor, the band who wrote Eye of the Tiger, is thinking of suing her because they don't want to be associated with that. And I say good for them. <laughs> oh, geez. God damn it. Separate, separation of church and state is one of the main tenets. It's the, it's the reason America was founded, basically. Yeah. I think separation of church and state is important for most governments. I know, I know there's still a bunch, mostly um, Muslim-run governments, that you know, don't really agree with that. Yeah. But uh, you, know, you can see how they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Dang. Like, she got released. Why did she get released? Well, I'm, it's because, like, I, I, the details of it, I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm just a man. Okay, so I, the little bit I know about the story is that I, I am disgusted with this woman. Not because, mm-hmm. you know, she's... De- not just because she's denying people the right to get married. Well, she believes like, in the sanctity of marriage. Well, okay, that's okay. It's the hypocrisy that I'm, <laughs> I'm completely just, like, I can't understand. Okay, yeah. Because on one side, Kim Davis, this lady, she says... I believe in the sanctity of marriage. I'm a herald of God that says uh, that you know, you know, it's not in God's book that you can marry someone of the same sex. Marriage is a sanct. It's it's marriage is a sacred union. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And what, you know, and, no, and that's, what, that's no, John. That's all well and good if yeah. that's what you truly believe. What God has put together, no yeah. one can. If that is what you truly believe, and you think that no law can change what your your beliefs, then you know, sure, I, I will I will agree with you. You know, you might not be on the legal side of the law. But I will agree with your conviction. But this lady... God damn it. Well, okay, John, tell us about her okay. marital history. I'm going to try to... Okay, I'm on her Wikipedia page right now. I'm going to try to read this as slowly and carefully as possible. Because try to follow this, guys. Davis, the lady in question, has been married four times to three different women. Okay, I'm just going to read this word for word. Women. Uh, favorite men. Yeah, I really fucked it up. <laughs> I said the women... Davis has been married four times to three different hypocrisy. men. Okay, I'm so sorry. The first three marriages ended in divorce in 1994, 2006, and 2008. This is where it gets crazy. Hold on to your shit, Nathan. She is the mother of twins who were born five months after her divorce from her first husband. Okay. 
Her third husband is the biological father of the Tins, who were adopted by her second husband, Joe, who is also her fourth and current husband. What the fuck? So she cheated on <laughs> she at some point she cheated on her husband. Yes. Yes, right. She would have she she would have had to. She cheated on her, her first husband with the third the husband. Third. And then she divorced the first husband, married the second husband, who Okay, the, ba- the, the, third the, the logic is not making it Basically, it's a shit show, John. Yeah. Basically, it's a shit show. And if you're going to be so by the book about it and go, like, oh, the Bible says that you can't uh, get married to the same sex. The Bible also says no adultery. And, you know, you've clearly, that rule, you like, know, the sanctity of the book clearly doesn't apply there. So, girl, what's up with you? What's up with you, you girl? What's up with you, girl? She cray cray. Who you think a kid in? That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know that. That's just you know. You know, it's just like that's just like fuel for my angry fire, right? You know, Nathan. You know what's even crazier? What the NYPD? Okay. You know what they did? What did they do? They they they. <laughs> this, this fucking news story cracks me up. Okay. Uh, have you ever heard of a man named James Blake? Great musician. Different one. Okay. So at one time or another, James Blake. Um, was the fourth ranked tennis player in the world. Okay. The world, right? African American man. He this he's hanging out at a ho- hotel, came into New York to watch the US Open. Was hanging out in front of a hotel out of nowhere, uh, a plain clothes officer tackles him to the ground, handcuffs him and arrests him. Fun. They confused him with someone else. Okay. But like, look at this video. Let's what Nathan watch this video. There's okay, no sound. Okay, just watch. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll be posted. This, in the show we're gonna post this in there. So the New NYPD released this footage to you know. Man, the NYPD is not having a good year, man. Actually, police in general. Okay, not a good so year. this is there he a, is. He's chilling the front of a hotel. Very well dressed man. The Grand Hyatt, the Grand I believe Hyatt. this is. And then, oh, oh here's a man tackling him, grabbing him by the back of the neck. He just tackled him to the floor. He's putting he's putting his arms in cuffs. Yep, yelling into his ear. Passers-by are just walking. They're just like, oh, typical New York. Everyone's just walking by. One guy's on his phone, literally, just texting. And here is a man on the floor with a police officer on top of him. He was just standing there. And this guy comes out of nowhere. uh, And then, because there's no audio, but, like, there's reports. He's like, he didn't say anything. He just grabbed him. Like, James Blake said that he thought it was just a friend messing with him for a sec. And then all of a sudden, he's in handcuffs. Oh, there's a lady in pink pointing and going, yeah, you do that to get some. Good job, black man. Take that other black man away or something. Okay, I don't know how it's like in terms of like the climate right now in New York, but it's a, it's a bit warm. No, no, no. In summer's just ending. It's a bit crisp. There's a chill in the air coming through. In terms of like you know the the, the racial tensions, not but good. That the, is a, that no, but, fourth but, best hockey tennis player. Well, no, no, no. I just find it funny that so many people just walk past and like don't even like they're just minding their own business. Cause yeah. is it that commonplace over there? I mean, he had no badge out, nothing. He was just. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Wow, wow, wow. That's crazy. So who are they going after? They were looking for a guy, get this, fucking uh, fraud. Who's looking for a guy for fraud? Not a murderer, not a kidnapper, just someone who they thought was stealing cell phones. Okay, but I would assume that if you're going to tackle somebody waiting in front of a hotel... You probably have been staking them out for uh, for a while, right? Because it's not going to be a case of like you're walking around, you know, New York City, going to go get a hot dog and then... Oh, wait, that guy... Is he on the wanted list? He looks kind of familiar. Is he? Is he not? What? Where does that logic leap goes from? Like, could that be the guy 
to like that's him jump on him where was the confirmation quick before this non-violent criminal gets away where was the confirmation there because it seems like this this seems like the kind of thing where like they've they've been staking out this guy for ages they've been waiting outside the hotel for a long time and suddenly they see someone that matches the description and goes for it yeah check this out this is a quote from james blake uh maybe i'm naive but i just assumed it was someone i went to high school with or something who was just running at me to give me a big hug (laughs) so i smiled at the guy (laughs) blake said the officer okay that's the end of the quote blake said the officer who was not wearing a badge picked him up and threw him to the sidewalk yelled at him to roll over and on his face and said don't say a word what the hell non-violent criminal someone that they think is just yeah stealing data plans or some shit oh crazy that oh (laughs) there's no reason even if they got the right guy there's no reason to tackle him to the floor Mm -hmm. when he's in front of a hotel Mm -hmm. jeez that's nuts man weird times anyway well to wrap up the, the weird news um, Apple had their annual conference this year. Yeah. Uh, they had it a couple days ago. Um, I think they had, they had it on like our Friday night or yeah. Friday early morning. Yeah. So, um, the big things that they announced, uh, at this year's, um, big Apple fest were the Apple pen, the iPhone six S as well as the iPad pro. Mm-hmm. So John, as, as, as much as I hate to admit it, I am an Apple fanboy. Me too. I love Apple. Like I love. Okay, sometimes it kind of like. I love iPads. It, it shames me slightly. I love iPhones. I love <laughs> Granny Smiths. I love Apple. I love Apple. It, it shames me slightly when I go past like the immigrations at the airport, and then you know how I have to take out your laptop and like tablets, right? Yeah. So when I put everything in the here's tray, my MacBook, it's here's like my iPad. Here's my iPad. Literally, no. It's like here's my MacBook Air. Here's my iPad, and here's my phone, and I just place them neatly onto the tray that yeah. goes through the thing. It's literally like an Apple showcase tray. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, jeez, I am a sheep. I am a freaking sheep and like i hate that but you know they make my life easier yeah. they do good things well, they sync up together it's great oh yeah they work so well together but yeah so they announced um uh like a, a flagship product i guess in the ipad pro in the sense that it's just a very different machine because previously they were just going for like a convenient tablet but right now they're going for all around laptop replacement with this guy yeah um i like, literally just the second got an email from apple saying that the new iphone 6s is coming out <laughs> okay so Amazing. i i always find it so funny when they have these conferences right and then they, you know they always try to make it like quotable and have these sizzle yep. Yep. like quotes here and there yep the one that made me laugh so hard when i was watching the keynote was the iphone 6s is wait no what was that exact thing it was like um uh oh yeah so with the new uh, uh, sensitive motion touch technology, this makes the iPhone 6S the most advanced iPhone to date. I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's the newest thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you're releasing it, it's you, newest. I mean, you don't want to take a step back. Sure, that's what they said, though. No, I mean, no, 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 no. They, they, no, no, no. They, they said like this makes the the um, our newest iPhone the most advanced one yet. Yeah. They said like they said something very much uh, like Imagine. with that logic thought. With the like, iPhone Seven, we're going back to basics. We're going with a slower processor, a smaller <laughs> screen, much heavier. Wait, wait, wait. Did you watch this thing on Jimmy Kimmel? Um, you know how Jimmy Kimmel pranks people every yeah, once yeah, in a while yeah. with like live witness news. He did a similar thing. You guys can look it up online. Um, he basically trolled a bunch of people on Hollywood Boulevard, um, and said, "Oh." The success was announced yesterday. Uh, we want you to have a feel of it and like and and just like feel around you know see how do you like give us some responses is it yeah. better do you like it like would you buy it and he hands them the first generation iphone <laughs> literally the very first iphone to come out uh, they handed it to those. them 
they handed it to them and like interviewed them. It was a working model. It was a working model of the first generation iPhone, and they were such suckers. Like, oh yeah, it's really compact, and the apps are opening really quickly. I like how you know you can fit everything in your hand. You don't have to reach your thumb around. the The, the screen's very clear. The apps open very fast. The camera looks great, and they're just like they're complete suckers for oh, it. That's terrible. Yeah, I mean they're they're probably just playing up to the camera and trying to make good TV. But yeah, y'all stupid. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I would buy this. And I think this is a great addition to the Apple line. I was like, yeah. oh. God. Let's go to the chase. Nathan, are you going to be getting an, a success? It does look pretty impressive. Well, the thing is, I'm always like a generation, a generation behind. behind yeah. I'm literally See. always a generation behind because, like, um, like I got uh, my iPhone five when the six came out. Sure. <laughs> and I got the four when wait no I got the when did I get my first iPhone? I got the four when the five came out. Yeah. And I got the five when the six came out. Yep. So by logical reasoning, I will only ever get the six S when the seven comes out. So are you gonna, what are you going to get the six? S. Well, so no. See, when because the seven comes out, you're going to get the six or the six S. I don't know anymore. The six S looks like a proper leap. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like the same shape, but like it like has a, it has additional hardware. Amazing. It has additional hardware. It's got hardware. internal 4K video recording. What the? Fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's different when they have like a different um, when they have like rather than just like a different OS, they have different hardware. Yeah, I, I'd be pretty down. I don't know, like Apple, be our sponsor. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> hey, Wozniak. Hey, Wozniak. Email me back, bro. You want some of this. You want some of this good hang money. I want some of this. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I am a shameless Apple fanboy, and I'm okay with that. That's totally fine. I would get... No, not the iPad, bro. Never mind. What does I, the Apple Pen do, though? Uh, it's like a... It's a it looks like it's a very accurate stylus to be used with a Pro. Understood. Like you can draw on it and shit. But Understood. I don't know. It, I, I mean, I'd be impressed if it was. But, like, tablets these days that, like... We saw it at the Comic-Con today that... Yeah. The tabs that the artists are using are fucking amazing. Very accurate. The Wacom tablets. <laughs> Wacom. The Wacom. Okay, so uh, one last thought that I had when I watched anything. Like Apple, right? They always make products and they make things that you don't know you need until you get them. Yeah. Right? Or you don't know you need until you see someone else having it and then you get jealously. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I never really thought that I would need an iPad. And then I... I I, yeah, I I remember thinking that's stupid. Why would yeah. everyone have that? Why would you want like a giant phone? <laughs> and then like I won one at a raffle, and I played around with it. I was like, oh, this is extremely useful. Yeah, extremely useful. Yeah, but they always make shit like that. Like the watch, I, I've never seen the watch in person yet. I, I think saw that, one in person. They look I think pretty great. That's why. That's the only thing. That's the only reason why I haven't bought it yet because like I haven't seen anyone with it. They're pretty great. They're pretty great. <laughs> I mean, especially for you and I who are trying to be fitnessy and activey and stuff. It's Oh, I Sometimes don't like you forget. Like, look, look. If we were wearing, uh, if we were wearing the iPhone right, uh, iWatch right now, we would know that we need to stand up. So I'm gonna stand up here. Yeah. Okay. So John Apple is, helping me out. John is standing up and being very fit. Mm, can feel the blood. Feel the Flowing fitness. To my butt. Feel the fitness. I can feel the fitness right here. John, they can't. They can't hear you standing. Yeah, but they, yeah. But, <laughs> but they can. You guys can practically hear my blue circle completing. I don't have an iWatch. Whatever yeah. the fuck. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway. So Apple, you do good stuff. I like you. Oh man, this the new Steve Jobs movie is going to be my favorite movie. I think. Oh, David Fincher, yeah. David Fincher, but more importantly, Aaron Sorkin. That mm. motherfucker can put some words together. I finished West Wing a couple weeks ago. I'm about to finish. Oh, no, I just finished Newsweek as well. I love his stuff Newsroom. so much. Newsroom. Michael Fassbender. Scorch, yeah. Gorgeous. Seth Rogen, which is weird, but yeah. No, I think that's a pretty obvious choice for Wozniak. I'm really looking forward to it. I always said that I want a world. Where people talk like we were in Aaron Sorkin and people dress like they were dressed by Paul Smith. What a cool world that would be. What's Paul Smith? Oh, the shirt brand. Yeah, the clothing brand. (laughs) Anyway, okay, we got to get going because this is 
crazy long episode, but we do we came in, we not we have to do favorite thing. We have to do favorite. We thing. have to do favorite thing. So yeah. play that music. Favorite things. Favorite things. Nathan, in five words or less, who's your favorite superhero and why? <laughs> oh shit! No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Yeah, this week no, no, in, I, I, can, I can do it in five words. In light of Comic Con and and just nerdy nerddom and hopefully yeah. just blah blah. Nathan, what is your favorite comic book superhero? Okay, so I'm going to take this question very literally. When you say superhero, I'm not going to pick, like, Yorick from Why the Last Man because he's not really a superhero. I'm not going to pick, like, Rick from The Walking Dead because he's not really a superhero, okay? What about, what about I'm be, Hellboy from Hellboy? He, he's a superhero, yeah, okay. I think. Yeah, I'm going to be very strict. So someone who does good deeds. Yeah, someone that does good with deeds superpowers. In a, in a, with powers and a costume, preferably. My favorite superhero is Invincible. Ah, uh, nice, Robert Kirkman. Superhero is that's five words. Five words. Yeah, but you didn't so, say why though. Oh, I have to say what? <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> I, I'll try it. I'll try it. I'll, let me try. You let me try. Invincible is great because story. Sure, <laughs> it's very succinct. Yeah. So um, I um I love the comic Invincible. I think it's done by Image Comics. Yes, Image Comics. It's been running for a very long time now. I think it started back in two thousand and. Three, I might be making yeah. that number up, but it's been a while. It's one of the few, definitely the most famous of independent uh, superheroes. Yeah, like not affiliated with Marvel, not really affiliated with DC. Yes, is published by Image and has yeah. his own universe. To me, it's a yeah. really good book. So like, I I used to read like the Spider Mans, the Batmans, the Supermans, the the the, the X Mens, but after a while, I just got a little bit distracted by it because new stories kept popping up, alternate universes, alternate timelines, and I just got a little bit like crazy with the. There's just too many things going on. Like with every new event comes like different splits and craziness. So I just wanted to read like a new story with new characters in a singular universe that I can just focus and concentrate on. Doesn't have a big backstory. Yeah, it's exactly. all coming from the mind of exactly, one guy exactly. and an amazing a, a pair of. Exactly, like just a, a a single linear story. I really wanted that. Um, what was that sound? I didn't hear anything. Oh wow, I'm going crazy. <laughs> okay, woo, it's late. Okay, so I loved it so much because it was just like a singular story, and it was amazing. It's just like they, they've created this wonderful universe full of colorful, amazing characters, and the style of it is just perfect it's not too it's okay it's not gritty at all it's a very colorful yeah it's very colorful country that said when the blood gets flowing it's mm, very colorful yes yes. well yeah it's extremely graphic (laughs) but that's because i i love the philosophy behind the graphicness of to the fights it's because the artist was like thinking these are superheroes they have super strength they have heat vision and like amazing the, the the power to lift like buildings why do they always hold back in fights so it's through this kind of question that they decided to adopt this fighting style with Invincible. They wanted to like go for a more visceral, like real superheroes where you can really feel like every fist landing. Yeah. But you know the I mean, the, the graphicness and the fights are one thing, but the story, the characters, so the universes, well. they're just very well done. So if you're craving like an interesting superhero comic, like a traditional superhero comic, yeah. Check out Invincible because yeah. even though it's all new characters, every that's character, a plus. Actually, yeah. it can be every like every character in the book, no matter how insignificant they might seem in the beginning, there's always a payoff. Like toward like so, say for example, they introduce a character in issue four that's literally just in the background with like two lines saying something. You get paid off maybe like eight issues later, and like you find out their backstory, you find out where they come from, their origins, and it's amazing because they just craft this universe very lovingly, very intelligently. It's 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 probably my favorite superhero comic book of 
all time. Because, because yeah, because it's from the mind of Robert Kirkman, who's the genius who brought us Walking, Walking Dead, Dead yeah. and he's several been, several nods to the Walking Dead within the Invincible comics. That's great, and it's yeah. like we're 120 plus issues in, yes. and that's like you can see the origin story all the way up till now. Yeah, it's really good. And and going back a little bit to the the graphic nature of the book, yeah, uh, one of the things I I always remembered that like one of the most memorable scenes is that um, Invincible, who's the name of the superhero? That's his name. Mm-hmm. He beats up this guy in like pounds his face into the ground skulls bro- like it's like that scene in walking in um game of thrones you guys know what i'm talking about i don't and he goes like wait i thought you had super strength yeah because the guy was like a super genius yeah and he, he says just, you know um the lines i thought you were stronger yeah yeah and like you, you they do they do i think it's a full size page of like yeah, his yeah, just yeah. face just flattened and like yeah. his teeth everywhere his eye it's amazing yeah. and like he's shaking because he's like oh my god what have i done yeah like i was in this fight and he usually fights you know people in like armor suits sure. and huge metal things and they're like oh my god what have i done i thought you were stronger exactly and he and he beats this man to near death um but yeah my, my favorite book by far just because it's so oh it just feels it just it's such a satisfying story please mm-hmm. check it out guys please, please check it out let us know if you let me know if you do because i i will talk <laughs> to you for days about invincible all right. What's yours? Uh, mine, and I can do it in five uh, words or less, is Daredevil, colon, Blind Lawyer Kicks Ass. Oh. Daredevil, Matt Murdock, man. he he's, This guy has got a lot of history behind him, but it's just, it's such a, he, like, taking, you take away, like, I like that with Invincible, we talked about the writer and the story and everything, but, like, on its own, like, if I was to describe Daredevil to you, so as a child growing up in Hell's Kitchen in New York, his father was a boxer. I thought you were going to talk about your own backstory for a bit. <laughs> no, yes, my story. No, so like, that Matt very close to Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock's father was a boxer in New York. Um, could take a punch, didn't win a lot, but he was very scrappy. Um, one day, Matt Murdock is walking along, and he gets into an accident. Uh, there's an, he prevents an accident. He prevent, it prevents an old man getting hit by a car, and some radioactive uh, material goes into his eyes and blinds him. Wakes up a couple of days later, completely devoid of sight, but all of his other senses are heightened, and not only that. They say he's gained a new sense, but it's really a com- a, com- a combination of all his senses. That Spidey he has a radar sense. sense. No, man, that's a different one. That's Spider-Man. <laughs> no, Daredevil has this radar sense where he can sense everything around him in 360. And his father becomes inspiration, starts winning. And then one day, the, uh, this crime leader pays... Uh, I can't remember his dad's name, but his dad to lose a fight. He decides not to. He wins instead. Gets murdered. Uh, the Bruce Wayne style. Daredevil grows up to become a lawyer to fight justice in the day and a superhero to fight for justice at night. It's such a great book. There's a lot of epic runs. The Brian Michael Bendis run is one of the greatest things you'll ever read. And Alex Maleev, the artist on that, is one of the greatest artists working today. Mm. I have to go. <laughs> Good hang, gang. I love you so much. You going to tell you how much I love you? I'm missing Liverpool versus United right now. I'm a diehard United fan. I haven't said that, but I am. Um this is a soccer team. That's a that's the darkest. Side and of this view. is one of the biggest rivalries, and I can't miss it, so I have to go. I love you. Bye bye. Can I come? I want to watch. Let's go. Alrighty. Oh, by the way, guys, uh, catch uh, the Daredevil movie. Ben Affleck, amazing movie. It's one of the best pieces of cinema ever. Yeah, and don't <laughs> watch the Daredevil TV show. What a piece of it's shit. So oh shit. wait, we got it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye guys. Love you. I refuse to put my motherfucking hands up, okay? You play me music that makes me put my motherfucking hands up.